Other kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugar-Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted... Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 6. Okay, so an army is marching towards Alcrest. Yes, they are. And that was the last event, or that was the event. Mm hmm. Uh, yes, so your army's presently inactive. Yes. So it will take you a week to basically pull everyone in from their farms. Yeah. Get them up and equipped and everything else. So unsurprisingly, at the start of Seraph, um, I received word that a lizard folk army is marching towards Outcrest, and yep. I immediately activate my army, which, given the transit time, should mean they get to come active roughly at the point that the lizard folk army shows up at the door. Pretty much, yeah, because yep. the thing is they also need... A week to make their inactive army active. Because yeah. You, you'd have seen when you were down there, basically, the lizard folk had an active army. Yeah. So, the timings actually work out in that, um, this, this will pretty much occupy Caelan's attention. Yeah. So, you and your troops start getting ready for war, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you'll realise actually that um, the reality is when the lizard folk start marching it's only actually going to take them two or three days to hit Elk's Rest yeah. because they are actually relatively close to you yeah. um, however it will um, because they are visibly activating their army as well what Michaela is bringing you word of is not so much the army is physically marching as uh, there's an army prepping and scouts going up river and that kind of thing yeah they're um Locating all their little buddies from neighbouring tribes and um, gathering weapons and stuff. Yeah. Sweet. And so, Keston Garris marshals his forces and, you know, brings you in to check them over and show you what's yep. happening and all that kind of thing. And generally you have your army of, um, you know, moderately armed warriors and things. You yep. gave them ranged weapons, didn't you? I so did they all give have, like, nice longbows and things. Yes, I did give them ranged weapons. Obviously, if I'd known they were going to see combat their first term, I might have spent some more bill points on what I was giving them, but yeah. as it was, I bought them ranged weapons, because ranged weapons were both useful and cheap. Mm-hmm. And then 
basically a week and a couple of days down the track, yeah. the Lizard Folk Army appears. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And... You will see them basically marching up um, from the river through the forest, heading towards Elk's Rest. Um, and are you going to go out and endeavour to intrigue with them in any fashion? Yes. Um, I would imagine that um, the River Kingdoms being such a war-fearing style thing and lizard folk being relatively intelligent that both there are customs of parlay and heralds. Yeah, yeah you, and have, you have the classic approach under a truce flag style yeah. of thing. Kaelin will go out personally to approach under a truce flag and um, he will bring Tristram because yeah. we're the two that they have the grievance with and what. Yeah, and, and you speak Draconic. And he speaks Draconic. Yes, and of course you help. get King Be- yeah, sorry, you get Queen Beskett. Yes. Um, coming out to see you with basically, you know, what's clearly a bodyguard with her. Yep. Um, ma- ma- bodyguard of males, um, given that she's the matriarch and needs protecting style of thing. Uh, no, no, other way round, actually. Uh, bodyguard of, most, the, most of, of the, the Most of the warriors on the field appear to be female. Right, yep, the men are at home looking after the, the eggs. Yeah, as, as Tristan understands it, the females actually have the eggs. Yeah. But they basically pop them out and then nothing that they... Birth is very much, I take a couple of hours off, pop out a dozen eggs, and I'm done. Yeah. It can work out well having men raise your babies. Mm. So, Queen Vesket approaches you under the truce flag and hisses at you. It looks generally quite, very obvious she's unhappy, and through Tristan, you get the translation of... Hail, Caelan, King of Stagthor. Hail, Queen Vesket. I sense you're holding a grudge. Is there any chance we can um, talk this over? The spirit of Stack has told us of your treachery, your theft. You have stolen... From us, ruined our ceremonies to Sistek, and will he tells us that this will bring ruin upon our tribe. Okay, couple of things. First off, and this is really kind of a hard matter. It was Hagrolka that gave you the uh, spirit of Sistek, right? He introduced you to him. No. Sistek is an honoured ancestor spirit of our folk. The thing is, I met the I met the uh, the creature that's calling itself a spirit of Sistek, and it's it's a will o' the wisp. We will hear no more lies from a thief. Surrender the child to us. No. Please not think so. He's not yours. Now look, if you want to hear a topic on this, then hear a word on something else. Whatever's, whatever you've been told by Groker, I don't want peace. I don't want a war with you. Oh, the kobolds are fitting just fine into Stagthorn, and if you want to keep your own lands and stay out of our way, we can sort something out about that too. 
I don't want to fight you, and I don't want a lot of lizard folk to get killed here. I don't want a lot of humans to get killed here either. It, it, the, I'm not okay with... But if you don't live near us, you can't kidnap human children and use them in rituals. Yeah, now, if that's really a point you're prepared to go to war with, then we can go to war, but think first. Once a lot of people die here, it's going to be much harder to make peace. The choice is yours. I know you're a queen of your own people, and I know they respect your judgment. And you've got your own responsibilities, same as I do. And arguably, your kingdom uh, 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 is nearly as big, uh, uh, about as big as mine, and has been here for a lot longer. You've got your own rights in the land, and I respect that. I'm just drawing the line about you kidnapping human children. I'm sure you'd do the same if we'd nicked off with our egg, with your eggs. Think it over. And I want to make a diplomacy check. This no point. Okay, that's fine. That's you can't succeed. Yeah. It's it's literally those DC fifty style yeah. ones at this point. She's come here to kill you. Yeah, that's fine. Kaelin's made his effort. Sister, you, I will not listen to the words of a thief and a deceiver. You have no credibility, King Kaelin. You have not dealt in good faiths. Can't argue with that. All right. We will settle this. On the battlefield. battlefield. I can respect that. On the battlefield it is. She turns and marches away. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, to a few minutes later, there is the... The big, heavy, um, yep. bone trumpet-style things. Yeah. Can I take the field? Does that screw up the... Or, or if I do, does that change anything? Uh, the, assumption is, the assumption is that you are taking the field to cool. some degree if you're physically here. Sweet. But no, it doesn't. Uh, uh, they, I, I'm cool with it doesn't make any game difference. I just want to like not have it be that Caitlin sits back safe. Caitlin's not the kind of king who would sit back safe and El first while his army does the fighting for him. Yeah, the theory being basically if you're out there killing two of their guys... And well, that's happening. The other twenty-three of your guys die, then you're a bit screwed anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the um, thing is, like, practically speaking, once you you know, PCs can only make so much difference once you get up to army size numbers. Particularly if they don't have you know, guys like Kalen. I mean, you can only kill one little folk around. Yeah. But but essentially, the the system shatters entirely once you get to what can a tenth little wizard do to an yeah. army. Yeah. And as well, if we wanted to find out, we'd play it out as PC combat. Yeah. We're not doing that. Okay, so... But that's fine. As long as Caelan gets to spiritually take the field with his men. He doesn't have to actually make a difference with their stats. He just has to be, a, be there. So then we see the army of lizard folk. Um, you would... You you would guess that there's um you you would guess that there's a few less of them than there are of you, so you've got basically a hundred soldiers in your lot. Yeah. Um, you're guessing maybe seventy, eighty in theirs. Yeah. Um, more crudely armed than you in the sense that they're mostly wielding sort of homemade tridents kind of thing. But it's not like my guys have masterwork weapons, no. so... And um, lizard folk have good natural armour to compensate. Uh, yeah. Rather things. Okay, and 
Then we try and work out how to do army combat. Yes, we try and work out how to do army combat. Okay, so mass combat takes place over the course of three battle phases. Tactics, ranged, and melee. Uh, blah, blah, blah. During the tactics phase, each army selects which tactics it will use. For no particular reason, could I have some tissues down here? Yes, you could. Oh, you need a couple. Brilliant. What a great throw. Like, it's easy throwing tissues. Even more than I actually need, but I might, again, for no particular reason, just keep the rest by me. Use the word tactics and strategy inter- interchangeably, just ma- just to make life difficult. Yep. Okay, so... Mummy's army is going to war, little man. Okay, so you will get a single ranged phase over them, which they don't get because they're... Well, they have tritons, but they're not useful yeah. ranged weapons. Yep. Because um, the single... I get the advantage of a ranged phase, but after that everybody closes the melee and the longbows are of considerably less use. So, the first thing we will do is the um, very quick roll for initiative style thing um, which is actually a morale check okay um, uh, do you have morale listed for your army um, you didn't give me one okay so your Keston is giving you a plus two charisma modifier to your cool. morale it's, it's default nothing yeah I'll just write that down yes um, you're welcome to because I found this charisma modifier and just didn't know what to put in it um and then your army can gain and lose morale from a bunch of things, but that's... None of that stuff's happened. Because you're a new army, they're not particularly... Uh, they haven't got any past experience, and I haven't bought them anything special except the ranged weapons, yeah. so I can't have bought them any morale-boosting thingies. So the, the initiative of sorts is um, both attacks happen simultaneously anyway. Yeah. Um, it's merely when you come to work out your strategy... It's, it's not so much efficiently. It's not so much. Yeah, but it's not so much um, initiative as in who enacts their strategy first, as who enacts it in a more organised and better fashion. Yeah. Which is why it's morale, because it's about how the orders filter through your army and how efficiently yeah. they obey them. Okay, so you're rolling a d20 with basically a plus two. Yep. Yeah. I'm getting a twelve. Okay. So you have to announce your strategy first, and okay. then they get to alter their... And this happens every round, essentially. Yep. yep. So the strategy phase is... Um, this adjusts your your DV, your de- defense value, which is yep. basically your armor class. Yep. Um, your offense modifier, which is essentially your to hit. Yep. And your damage. Um, you, start at noth- you start at standard strategy, where you have a plus zero to each of them. Yep. Um, and then you can go down to cautious, then defensive, and up to aggressive, then reckless, which is respectively um, bonuses to damage at the cost of... Bo- bonuses to attack at the cost of defense, and bonuses to defense at the cost of attack. Yep. So at this stage, you can stick it... You can stick it a, a standard strategy. Yep. Huh? That was a totally... Yep, but... 
They make their terrifying baby squeak battle cry. Um, you can stick it standard, which is plus zero, plus zero. So no modifiers. Yeah. Uh, defensive ones, you can go cautious, plus two defense, minus two offense. Yeah. Um, and on the uh, more aggressive side, you can go minus two defense, plus two offense. Yeah. Now, the... Um, if you go further than one step, you have to make a morale check to try and yeah. do it. Because right. you're changing your tactics quite quite dramatically. You go from we're all just standing here to death charge. Yeah, so is cautious is the minus two minus two cautious defense of the first step on the um yes. on the defense tree? I can go it, harder. It's, it's minus two then minus four basically. Right. In gotcha. each direction. Cool. So but it's that, pretty simple. Yeah. Um alright. Um Caleb is, in fact, going to start with, going to start cautiously. He wants yep. to measure the, um, Caleb and Keston are going to start cautiously. They want to measure their, um, opponents. Yep. Some, you know, these guys are effectively a new army, whereas the lizard folk may not have battled as an army, but they've... Presumably done something. Before. Yeah. Okay. And they are going to go aggressive in response to this. Okay. So we're all pretty much even out in the wash. How's that? I'll have a minus two penalty. Oh, my AC will be yeah. better and their damage will be better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they begin to charge recklessly across the battlefield. Ah! And you can hear lots of cries and things that most of the vast majority of the army can't make out. You can hear the word Sestak being thrown around a lot. Yep. So it's presumably, you know, for the glory of Sestak. Yeah. Um, and as they charge across them, with your ranged phase, you essentially get a free attack on them. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I presumably get my very my defensive penalties applied to that as well? Yes. Yep. Because you're electing to fight so, defensively. Um... So your archers are gathered at the back so instead of... I have an OM of 1. That means my attack modifier is 1, correct? correct. So because I have a minus 2, I have a minus 1 attack to attack. Attack modifier of minus 1. Yep. Okay, so 14 to hit. Okay, so... And then their AC penalty presumably also applies. Yes, their um, AC drops. So 14 is... <laughs> Okay, uh, then you inflict damage on them equal to the difference, basically. Okay. Uh, which is four points of damage to them. Yep. Um, now we've got some kind of modified hit point thing here, yeah, uh, otherwise. Add, add ten to your hit points, effectively. Cool. Um, so that you don't have the, and they do the same. Yeah. Relative small size of the armies, just so that we don't have the in one round army combat ends. They charge you, you get off one good shot, and they die instantly. Yeah, yeah. It's like the because my guys have longbows, they win all their battles. That's just how game of fighting the longbows are. That's why they cost four, but mighty. Yeah, whereas as soon as you jump up to the next thing of armies, you've got twenty or thirty HP. So yeah. It's not Cool. So nonetheless we get a solid hit in. Yep. And then we go to melee. It is the clash of things yep. as the lizard folk run in. Um you will probably be able to notice um at this your your army will get the impression at this point that basically several of the arrows just bounce off their skin. They have relatively good natural armour, which yep. will presumably translate to a defence value bonus of some kind. Right, yep, good to know. So that yep. will um, 
the cautious thing may need to be thrown into the wind to get through. And the arrow, several of the arrows bounce off, but several more stick in, and several lizard folk drop. Yeah. Um, it is literally, you know, several at this point. Yeah, yeah. And they rush in with their spear, with their spears and their tridents and their necks and biting, biting and clawing at your people and that sort yeah. of thing. And out come the long swords and the shields and things. Yep. There's the clash of armies and we reach the melee phase. Yes. So, just like caravan combat, I Just like caravan death. combat, no. this, it happens simultaneously, so even if you kill them, yep. they attack you anyway. Yep. Uh, for purposes of thing, you can go first. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. And 16, which is 15, another hit. Uh, and you can crit and fumble in this, it does yep. different things, but... Yep. And yeah, I, I need to know the numbers as well as... Um, yeah, yeah, obviously. So 16... So 15. 15. 15 on the dice, so 15. Okay, so... They will... I'm just going to quickly write there, given, given how few stats they have, I'm yeah. quickly write them down. Um, um. Okay, so 15? Yep. And there it goes to. So, uh, they take four more damage. Sweet. And then they endeavour to hit me. Yep. With a plus two on their roll for their aggressive stance. Yep. Uh, which would be a 14. Uh, that will beat my AC because my DC is 11, but because I've got the cautious plus 2, yeah. it will beat it by... It might, that gives me 13, yeah. so it will beat it by 1. So you take 1 hit point of damage, functionally. Yep. Sweet. So that the cautious tactic really pays off in that regard because my AC is higher, yeah. the the amount of damage I take yeah. is less. You get less shots off of the arrows because your archers are literally turtling up behind yeah. your shield men. On the other hand, the first wave of clash is pretty blunted against your shields. Do they do any extra damage because they're aggressive? or Oh, no. the, the plus two applies to their attack, and that does more damage. Correct. Yeah, got it. Yeah, essentially, increasing your attack roll increases the damage you deal. Cool. Increasing the defense roll decreases the damage you take because you're, you're getting hit for the difference. Yeah. Okay, and then it's a morale roll for who gets the curse tactics first? Yeah, caravan combat would differently because you took, you know, 5d6 damage style. Yep, and Kaelin gets a 9. Yep, okay, so I I declare first. Yep. Um, I am going to... And you are currently at cautious, so you can move to standard or defensive without having to do anything. Yep. Or you can jump to aggressive with a morale check. Yep. But if you fail the morale check, your strategy doesn't change at all. Yep. Um, I am going to go up to standard. Yep. I think we're we're on a we're in a good we're in a good we're in good shape here, and it's time to take the fight to them a bit. Yep. And it's their call. Aggressive. They're going to keep going with aggressive. Yep. yep. It works for them. They have good natural armor. So. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Okay, so then we roll melees. Yep. So Kalen rolls, then they roll. Yep. And Kalen rolls poorly. Alright, that is not a fumble, however. It is just a flat four. Uh, then you fail to damage the, t- the defending army, so yep. that's all good. Uh, and, yeah, 
the six or seven or so will yep. fail as well. Cool. Okay, so back we go again. Yep. Morale. Uh, oh, Kaelin makes it 19. Okay, so that is them declaring first, and they will remain aggressive. Uh, Kaelin will stick with standard. Okay. That will really be a much more useful role on the attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Kaelin will miss again on a 9. Uh, yes, will they? Okay. Um, are we planning to change our tactics here? Uh... No, they're not. Yeah, no, Kaelin's not going to until he actually scores a hit, so okay. why don't we speed this up a little bit? Fair and, um, or scores a hit or takes damage, yep, yep. so why Continue don't... at melee range? Yep. Okay, Kaelin gets a 12, which probably won't do it. Uh, it will not. Yep. You block yourself against them, they will hit you, however, oh. uh, with a 16. Alright, so that is very painful. Yep. Um, that's five points of damage. Yep. Because um, I got uh, my natural is 11. Okay, so, um. Alright, uh. 5 minus. Nine, so that drops the army to 9. Yep. Alright, and, um, then it's back to morale checks. Uh, and Kaelin fucking crits his morale check, and they declare f- 22, and they declare first. Okay, um. There is a point to that. Yep. Um, upon critting your morale check, you can, um. Uh, essentially, you get a bonus to try and change strategies more aggressively if you right. choose. Yeah, no, that's which right. Which may or may not be meaningful to you. Yep. Uh, so. They will remain aggressive. Um, Kaelin is going to drop back to cautious. Okay. He doesn't want to take big hits like that one. Okay. And he is going to roll for the melee. Yep. Oh, good. And he rolls well. Let's do that. Okay. So, um, Kaelin first. Um, so, although, of course, it happens simultaneously. So that's a 16 to hit them uh, with this penalty. Yep. That will do that quite comfortably. Uh, that will deal them... Their minuses to the DP. Their army looks like it is very badly beaten upon. Yep. Um, to the point where at the end of this round they're going to have to be making um, morale checks versus staying in the fight. Oh, and how much damage did Caleb take? Uh, that would be a 20 to hit you. Ouch. Okay, so with the 13, that is... Um, seven points. Seven points of damage, which means Kaelin is on two hit points and is also going to have to see if he can stay in the fight. Okay, so... At the end of any round in which the army's hit points is reduced to 25% of its total, so as soon as you drop below a quarter... Yep. Um, and, and or as soon as you drop below your CR, which is... Um, not awesome. Uh, one. Yep. Um, it flees at the end of the round unless its commander can make a DC 15 morale check. Okay. So you're actually because both of you are, are um, basically the two armies clash together and it's actually quite a big massacre on both sides. Yep. There are a lot of people falling. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a re- either a very um, painful loss or a very costly win one of the yep. two. And Keston is frantically, you know running around the battlefield, shouting at people, trying to coordinate his troops, trying to keep the army together, keep yep. them from just fleeing off away from the attack. And Queen Viscid is actually doing the same thing. Okay. So, you need to make a morale check. Yep. She will fail. And I will succeed. 21. Okay, so... 
Gaylin is actually on the battlefield with Keston, you know, um, yelling and, and exhorting his men to fight. So you will see here, um, you have found what Keston is clearly meant to do with his life here. Yeah. Um, he actually holds his troops together quite well. Uh, Queen Vesket's people break and start trying to flee into the forest. Yep. Um, because you haven't routed as well, yeah. Um, you have the option to make a final offense check to get a parting shot in on them to basically try and take them out. Hmm. Um, which uh, you you have two options here. Yep. Tell me that way. Two options. So, and, and this is all like commonly enough yep. stuff that. Uh, the thing is, Kaylin actually wouldn't even need this explained yeah. because you've done enough mercenary fighting that you know yeah. how it works. Um, basically, there will be a number of survivors from this battle anyway. Yeah. Massacring their, every single member of their army is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, but if you don't um, take if you don't take them out and they flee, their army essentially remains intact. Yeah. It takes some penalties and is down on hit points and etc. etc. But um, it, it is essentially capable of still turning round and coming back again. So right. letting them go is an act of extreme mercy that is not commonly done. Yeah. You are welcome to do it. Um, you will, in fact, earn yourself a kingdom hero point for doing so, but that will leave their army out there quite capable of healing up and coming back again. Hmm. Because they haven't in any way surrendered or suggested no, no. that they won't be back again. And you're not actually literally shooting them in the back as they flee kind of thing. It's yep. as their army starts to get disorganised, instead of pulling back and watching them rout, you continue the fight yep. and take them down. Yeah, no, that's all right. It, it, I, I'm not going to shoot the wounded, but um, I am going to go hardcore rather yep. than take the kingdom. So point. you get one more free shot, essentially. Yep. Um, which is at the same strategy that you are currently using. You yep. don't have the choice of changing it. No, that's fine. So it continues with my cautious penalty, which means, interestingly, that I'm going to, I'm not going to defeat them because yep. um, I get a ten. Yep. Okay, so you probably take down one or two more lizard folk. Yeah, they, they get away. As they route and flee the battlefield. I, I suspect that actually the effect of cautious in this case is that our guys are like trying to stabilise yeah. their buddies and stuff. We've taken a lot of damage, but a lot of our guys won't necessarily be fatal yet, whereas okay. if we leave yeah. them all to bleed Having out. Having done that, I'm happy to take Luke back if he wants someone to sit on again. Well, I am um, content to pick him up and give him a try on a waffle, having had a little rest from him. Something's clearly the matter. Oh, the imminent starvation. It's probably starving, though. Mm. It's like Mummy never fed you. Oh, she didn't because the previous bottle was full of bugs. Okay, so... The lizard folk run back into the forest and, you know, your men will pursue them a yep. bit and you get reports back they've more or less literally leapt into the river and swum off downstream. Yeah. Given how they go, the, their army has literally come up the river by swimming as yep. opposed to by boat. Um... Yeah, the, um, I, I don't have the capacity to defeat them more thoroughly because yeah. I took so much damage myself. Yeah. It's effectively the way it works yeah, basically out. basically, you, you don't have huge amounts of troops left to pursue them. Yeah. And stag bond, stag bond, stag bond. But we do win. Just. <laughs> you know, hail King Kaelin. There's the clanking of metal. Yeah. You know, hail Commander Keston. Yeah. Like playing. Wave the banners in the air, etc., etc. You are victorious. All enemy armies opposing you are destroyed or have fled the battlefield. Yep. Uh, 
Your hit points remain where they were, or return to the army's CR, whichever is higher. Again, the, um, the army's CR is no comfort to me, as my um, hit points are double that. Uh, the routed army runs away, so you don't get to loot them. Yep. Um, yes, and obviously you only get to loot a defeated army. The guys that run away tend to keep their pants and weapons. Um, their hit points drop down to equal their CR. Yep. Um, because they're routed, their morale decreases by one. Yep. And they need to make a loyalty check, um, which is more for you than them. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, I, yeah, that's I fine. built them literally as a kingdom. Um, but generally speaking, basically, you know that by having routed them, um, it is bad for them. For their army in general, they will be less effective the next time you fight them, generally speaking. Yeah. Depending on what length of time goes by and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, defeating them is worse for their kingdom because you've actually killed a lot more of them yeah. and taken their stuff kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and... That is that. Uh, as a victorious army, you're entitled to make a loyalty check against your kingdom's control DC to see if your army learns a new tactic from this battle. Ooh! And I have a loyalty bonus because of Tig in the first place, which is great, because otherwise with Lady Little, my loyalty's quite... We're fighting for Tig! Yep, we're fighting for Tig. It's right not to be in a muddy hole. Okay, and I make my check. Okay. So, your army's morale goes up by one, permanently. Oh, sweet! Okay. Uh, winners... Uh, they totally are. Ah, sweet. My army doesn't have a morale bonus, so now it does. Yep. It is capped eventually. Yep. You can't infinitely keep winning battles, but it's capped at plus four, so... Yeah, yeah. The, the, I think by the time you have... It, it's like relation failing a relationship check with your relationship with them is really high. It doesn't mean you don't have an awesome relationship. It just means you now take it for granted to an extent and... Cool things happening don't necessarily make it better. Once you've won that many battles, you know you're winners. <laughs> Okay, and so this is the extent of what your army can learn, given their size. Yeah. They will be unable to master another tactic. Yeah, okay. So even if you win more battles with them, yeah. you only get one tactic out of it. Because they're tetchy. Yeah, it's, it's they know tactics that are based on the, the number of the CR style yeah. thing. But the thing is, um, you know, building a barracks for me was quite expensive. I can't afford a castle. This is the size army I can feel. <laughs> so... Uh, do you want to? Would you like me to read you the tactics then? I would actually be perfectly happy to read them myself. I'm happy to read them out loud if you want, because you make your cuddling look and I am interested in them as well. Okay, yep, you can read them out. Uh, so you have your army learns a tactic, and when a battle begins in basically the first round, you can pick to use this tactic for the battle or not. Yep. So once you turn it on, you can't turn it off again. Yep. Good to know. Um, there is cautious combat. Your army fights cautiously. In order to maintain morale, minus two to attack, plus two to morale. Yep. Uh, cavalry experts, you need mounts, so you can't learn this. Yep. Um, gives you bonuses on attack against unmounted things. Yep. Uh, defensive wall is um, minus two offense, plus two defense. So the theory is you can then stack this with the strategies. So right. You get a ridiculous penalty to your attack. And think of a ridiculous bonus to your defense. Or you could uh, combine it with aggressive, potentially. Yes. yes, you could. Although it doesn't seem like it gives you much of an improvement. 
No, it, it's generally you apply the tactic if you want to go heavily in that direction. Right. So, like, you could make a really, really, really defensive army and take, try and move as fast as you can to the super defensive stance while using the cautious combat. Thing. Yeah, it just seems like you don't get anything. I mean, you can go up to minus six as opposed to minus four, you know, plus six and minus six. Uh, it, it really depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Like, imagine you're fighting an army of things that have no armor, but a huge pile of hit points. Yeah. Um, like, there's like, several monstrous things that would yeah. qualify for that. Uh, giants would probably be right up in that thing. You can hit them really easily. Yeah. You know, so you actually want to be going hardcore offense, and if you're t- trained enough to go harder core... Yeah. Uh... Uh, dirty fighters, you are trained to use trickery and unfair tactics to gain advantage. Uh, plus six offense on the first round. Oh, sweet! Uh, on the first round of the melee phase, you yeah. can only use range. Um, but that sounds awesome. Expert flankers, you are skilled at surrounding them. Plus two offense, minus two defense. Uh, false retreat. Once a battle, you can make a false retreat, luring them deeper into your territory. Uh, instead of attacking, you make a false retreat on a round. The round after that, you get plus six to hit, plus six to damage, plus six to defense. Sweet. Uh, right, hold the line is a total defense, the total defense tactic essentially, plus four defense, minus four offense. Relentless brutality is completely the opposite. Yeah. Um, uh, siege breaker, you can attempt to target the enemy's siege engines in an effort to destroy them. Uh, sniper support. If you have range capacity, you can have this. Um, each round that you successfully damage an army with offense, you would click an additional two points of damage from your archers hiding in the back. Ooh! Uh, Spellbreaker. Against armies with spellcasting, you get plus four defense. And Taunt. You can taunt the enemy, uh, making them, forcing them to make a morale check to avoid taking penalties to defense and offense, essentially. Cool. Once they have successfully defended twice against your taunt, they are immune to it. Sweet. Well, that's cool. There are a variety of awesome ones there, of which Dirty Fighting, uh, Sniper Support, and Taunt are my favourites. Yeah. However, um, because this is already the ranged army, I'm going to amp their range. Sniper Support. Support. Sniper Support. So they have Sniper Support as a tactic. Yep. And because of the kind it is, I'm probably going to turn that on every time they fight because yeah, it doesn't seem to be any penalty. You're to welcome that. to actually make a note down of what it does, given yeah. it's relatively simple. Uh, it's plus two to damage, essentially. And that's for every melee round, right? Presumably I don't get it on the range round? Uh, no, each round you successfully oh. damage an army with an offensive check. Yep. Yeah, so be- because with the range round you hit them with ranged and with melee, yep. you'd get it once, even if you succeed twice, essentially. Right, yep. So either your, uh, your snipers go off during the yep. range round, or they go off during the melee round, or you fail both attacks and they go off at night. Yeah, alright. Because essentially it doesn't add to your offense because it doesn't help you hit them per se, but when you do hit them you deal more damage. Sweet. Yeah. Yes, which, which is um, quite, given the, the damage is so dramatic. And unlike standard D&D, you actually need to um, exceed their armor rather yeah. than just equal it, because yeah. equaling it gives you zero damage. Yeah. And with sniper support, it would still give you zero damage, because you actually have to inflict something in the first place. Yeah, but it's still, um, it's a pretty powerful ability. It doesn't require me to take pins to AC or to hit, which I really don't want to do with such a lot of armor. 
So, yes, you have attained victory in your first army combat. Yay! Mr. Luke. Woo! So, with the deal with my hit points, yeah. um, when do they, how do they go up? Okay, so, um, your hit points return to a net total of 5 instead of 15, because that's, um, yeah, that's for battlefield purposes. Yeah. Um, so... I'd be happy to say my army is actually damaged to 1 out of 5 rather than 2 out of 5, given that I'm damaged um, 2 out of 50. Uh, yeah, so how this works, basically, is... As soon as you get there, as soon as the once the battle ends, take your hit points down by ten. Yeah. Which gives you a total of something negative now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, at which point your hit points either remain where they are or equals your CR, whichever is higher. So Sweet. they become, become a grand total of one. Yeah. But one out of five is arguably about equivalent to two out of fifteen, so that works. Yeah, and they're pretty much in the the lizard folk are pretty much in the same basket. Yeah. yeah. Um. Alright, so an inactive army returns to its full hit points after a month. You right. Treat everyone, then free to go again. Cool. Uh, more often, you'll need to restore an army to full fighting potential much more quickly. Uh, each day they spend at rest without moving or fighting, they heal hit points equal to their CR, so one in right. this case. Um, once a day, you can also attempt to restore double that res- restoration essentially by making a loyalty check against your. Nations command DC. Yep. So if I keep them inactive for another, if I keep them active for another week, they'll be all better. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, that makes very much so. Yeah, that um, that makes sense. I can just like so presumably that's having them active for two weeks out of the one week out of the month for the battle, and then two week another week out of the month for the. Yeah. Um, so having having activated them, you need to keep them active for a minimum of a week. Yep. So you're paying their consumption for this yeah. week, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then it's up to then, then you have an actual choice about what you want to do next. Yeah. You can deactivate them again. Yeah. At which point they return to their normal civilian lives. Yeah. Um, and you functionally no longer have an army. Yeah. But you, you have an inactive army instead of an active one. Or you can keep them active, at which point they cost you more consumption. Yeah. Um. And it is up to you whether you want to, um, like, pursue the lizard folk and try and start another combat with them, with your active army, or whether you merely want to let them go. Right, yes, I see. That's an interesting question. Um, okay, so I think at, that, at this point, what I probably want to do is have a war council and discuss yeah. our next move. Because our move was pretty... And I would like you to take this to look for a bit if you're yeah. up for that. Because uh, our move was pretty clear... You know, like, and a lizard folk army is coming. Good thing we have an army. Let's go fight them. Whereas now we actually have a bunch of choices. And I'm pretty much going to say that all battles pretty much take the day. Yeah. In, in their entirety. Yeah. So I'm going to call that that is the because um, that was a good couple of hours of fighting. Because, yeah. You know, five, Seventy two, guys three, versus four, five, guys. Six, seven. So um, I'm going to call that was the tenth of Sarah. Yep. Um, was the army battle. Yep. Yeah, the thing is, your kingdom turn is still going on in the background. Yes, but we'll look back around yeah, and do that for that because there's various um. Battle. <laughs> All right, so um, my army needs a name. 
It says here that the armies have names. Mm-hmm. My army needs a name. You're welcome to name your army. Yep. They're humanoid <laughs> warriors, basically. Yep. Maybe an idea of what you're looking at. They're going to be Keston's bowmen. Keston's bowmen? Yep. Yeah. So we name them in the aftermath of the battle. <laughs> the High Council of Babies approves of this name. Yes. I'll get up and do some sticky while we... Could I have the High Council of Babies deli? Yep. We'll have his titchy remains bottle of formula too. Mm-hmm. So... Uh... And I, I presume that you'll basically bring Keston in on this council. Oh, absolutely. As the commander uh, of your army. Um, this is going to be... Um, I think this is probably going to be the full council, but Keston yep. and Akaros are going to be our big... The, the primary, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, good news is we won. But it was a bit of a close-run thing, and no mistake, this is like the next day. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we're not going to pursue them as a folk imminently. We're going to have to... The question is what we do now. The men are in no shape to charge off after these uh, scaly buggers right away. They need time to try and patch themselves up, uh, 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 get some healers to them and the like. But the que- we've got an ongoing problem here. The question is do we want to send them, up, send them after the lizard folk and try and take them, take them out proper? Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, it's we've got beef with but um, whether we want to fight them or not they want to fight us and us and I'm them having marched on the capital and all I have to say I'm moved to give it to them on the other hand I don't want to march the men down as one explored territory and get them all killed the lizard folk will have time to retreat back around their kingdom if that's where they're headed and that's where I'd expect them to go if we fight them again we'll be doing it on their ground Keston nods at this. He says, there's a, uh, there's a handful of things. Our men are not in great shape to be pursuing them. We could force another battle imminently, but it's a coin flip whether we'd win it or not. It might be... It, it, if, we could win the, if we could win the battle, it'd be great strategy to finish them off. But we run the risk of losing our army altogether. And then, at that point, we run the risk of, we run the, risk of the lizard folk turning around and marching on Elk's Rest. We'd have... Just the, just the watchman to defend us. Aye. Right. And we did show the, we did show those scaly little bastards. I doubt they'll be back. I doubt they'll be back to poke their nose in here again in a hurry. Not when we bloody did so thoroughly. Aye. Right. The um, right now we've only got one army. It can't defend Elks and march on the lizards. If we um. If we send our men, if, even if we wait till they're rested and then send the men down, we're um, leaving Elk's Rest relatively vulnerable while we do it. So the lizards got fairly, he, he, it got their noses bloody good and proper. That maybe that they'll um, be more reasonable now. And even if they ain't. If we're in better projected, in better shape, attacking them on our own ground. So, discussion is had along this line, basically. Yep. Um, the general consensus is that the Lizard Folk Army is unlikely to be back any time imminently. Yep. Um, having basically um, lost the battle, 
the, the thing is, they can see the stats as well as you can, so they yeah. can see they could have won it. Yeah. So they'd be tempted to come back to some regard, but they also could have lost it. Yeah. So it doesn't encourage them along that vein. Yeah. Um, if they return to... With it, the presumption is that they will return to the area, although they yeah. could abandon their home and go further south, probably. Yeah. Um, the assumption is that they will remain a thorn in the kingdom's side, Yeah. but they're not terribly likely to attack Elk's Rest again imminently until they can change their situation. Yeah. Uh, several suggestions yeah. will go up that you could actually build... Um, Defensive buildings for Elk's Rest in the meanwhile, which would improve your odds in the next battle. Yeah. Things like walls and that kind of thing. So do those kind of buildings actually improve my army stats? Um, I have the building rules around. No, I want the GM ones that actually... Have the stats? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would generally be helpful. Yeah, because you don't have to tell me which buildings. I mean, the the general description <coughs> contains information about that. But hey, hey, no eating the kingdom is mm-hmm. But if you can tell me if there are buildings that improve army stats, that would be helpful information. Yes, um, it is, so there, there is a thing called the defense modifier yeah. that essentially gets added to your army's AC while they're at that, um, well, while they're in that city. Right. So because the lizard folk are attacking you in your hex with elk's rest in it, if you have a defense modifier while you're fighting here, your army's AC is higher. It's worthless to you if your army pursues them, of course. Right, so because Elkris has a defensive modifier, we should have added that onto my army's AC? It does? Yeah. Um, so, where's my Pile of Kingdom stuff? Move over my Pile of yeah, Kingdom stuff. Uh, what did? Uh, you told me I had a defense value when I built something. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, defense of two. Right. Sorry, I didn't realise it did that, so I didn't bring it up. Thornwatch has one as well. Oh, yeah, that'll be a watchtower doing it. Yeah. Um, yes, so... Your watchtower, however, was clearly inadequately manned for the army. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A rookie mistake, etc., etc. Yep. Fling, have a hero point. Yay! <laughs> So, um... Okay, in, th- in that case, people will stop suggesting quite so strongly, um... Yep. Now, now that the Watchtower knows, they'll be ready for the sneaky lizard folk ambush that took out your Watchtower people. Yeah, yeah, the, um... Early. Yeah, the, um... It, it, I know what it was. It was a paperwork error. You know how we marshal our guys from the... Yep. Next time we won't marshal the guys from yep. the Watchtower to join the army. We'll do that differently. <laughs> Because, you know, it was our first ever battle, and yep. Kaelin and Keston both have some military experience, as, of course, does our general. But, um, you know, our men don't have a tremendous amount, so, so the guys at the Watchtower thought their job was to join the lizard fo- join the army, but we've explained now rule, that, it, no, it's to stay in the Watchtower. As general rule, defending a city is is substantively easier than attacking one. Yeah. Um, 
you may also actually encounter the same problem if you take your army out to attack the lizard folk. You know they have a wall on the outside, which even it's not nothing particularly advanced, but the most basic military strategy would tell you um, that it will be harder to attack a, a, a fortified target. Sweet, that makes total sense. Unless you're sneaking, if they make them forget they have defense modifiers. Yeah, no, that's all right, sweetie. I think we did a great. I have a much better idea how army combat works now, and I think we did a great job forgetting mm-hmm. one modifier isn't a big deal. Besides, I love kingdom hero points. I'd probably have taken that trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was like this one to take a shot at routing Elizabeth Folk army. Okay, so I think yeah, on the other hand, you can see that if you routed them, it would pretty much solve your problem. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you get build points out of it. Yeah. Because yeah, no, that's how looting the army works. Yeah. You loot them into build points. Sorry. Um, so I think um, what we're going to do is not charge headlessly into Lizard Folk territory, either now or when the army's recovered. Yeah. We're just going to let the army recover and stay put and see what their next move is. Yeah. We're not going to um, we're not going to make it an aggressive war at this stage. Okay. So. Um, can you roll me a... This would be stability check. Okay. This is essentially your, the success of your spy work. Yep. Where are the lizard folk? What are they doing? Etc. Etc. Uh, now that is a... That is quite a close number, so I'm going to do a little bit of... Um, stability math. Uh, so 31... Um, so it actually becomes extremely relevant what my current rest total is, because that's a success by two, not taking into account unrest. And my current unrest. One, two, or three, but no, that actually makes the difference between whether I succeed or fail. My rest is one, which means I make the stability check by one. Okay, so you will find out then that, um, you know, reports come in over the next day or two that the lizard folk are continuing to move off south down to their kingdom again. Yeah. Um, so it is up to you, um, whether you keep your army active for another week, at which point they will heal back up to full, but it will cost you the consumption. Yeah. Or you don't, at which point it, it won't cost you extra consumption. They will return to full by the end of the month. There is, however, there is still the possibility that lizard folk will turn around unhealed and come back again because they will get there before you can activate your army again. Yeah. Because their army is still active at this stage. Yeah. However, um, it's, you know, not likely... But, but no, I think um, Kalen would take the militarily sound option, yep, which is more expensive. Active. So it's two consumption this month, basically. Okay, and having made that decision, yep. um, you will then find out the lizard folk basically go back to their um, kingdom, yep. um, keep their army active, and start healing them up. Right. Albeit several days. Um, after you, because they're going to spend two or three days moving back there while you're just sitting. Okay, cool. So they are actually preparing for another round? Um, 
or or they're fortifying up and healing on the basis that your army might be right behind them oh, right, coming to kill them. Okay, cool. So they're not going to get back and deactivate their army. In case I'm coming, because they don't know that I'm coming. Yeah, because if they not. deactivate their army and you're two days behind them, you show yep. up and just massacre their village. Yes, that's extremely logical and I can't fault them on it. Alright, so, uh, you know, um, that's basically the first two weeks of the month I keep the army yep. active, the army's on full hit points. Yep. Um... I now potentially um, do I now need to make some kind of intelligence check to determine if the lizard folk are coming back up or is that covered by my stability roll that I just made um, it is obvious to you that they are not cool alright at that point I will do that because it's, it's pretty hard like, like I pretty much assume that now that you're actively in a state of war with them yep. you assign some of your people to go down there and scout that area to essentially send word up of, hey guys, the Lizard Folk Army is coming back again. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, passing through that area on a, on a personal character scale is actually quite easy. An army is so big and clunky that evading them is pretty damn simple. You're, Sweet. You're incredibly unlikely to stumble across the army without realising they're there. Yeah. So that's not a particular concern. Cool. Alright. Alright, so um, basically I've recorded my kingdom build point total, which is currently 31. Yep. And I've subtracted two from it for the army's active consumption. Yep. Um, the inactive consumption is built into the consumption. Yep. And I'm assuming that means effectively I pay three e-consumption where I would normally pay one because I pay for Correct. an inactive consumption for the month. You know, they they spend because we spend a bunch of time patching them up. Effectively, we only pay one less consumption than we would if we kept them active the month, which is just the expense of having them active. Correct. Cool. So I have sorted out my army thing. Yes, it's um, it's it's not good economically to flick your army continuously between inactive active and active, active over the course of multiple weeks. Kind yep. of thing. Hence, we leave them active to recover and then deactivate them yep. and don't keep, as opposed to shilly-shelling about. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, so that's cool. My all, Kirsten's bowmen are um, ready to defend the city again. Because obviously no one um, just pointlessly activates their army. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and shall we do the rest of the kingdom turn? Yes, sounds good. Okay, so... Caelan will find for the first time in, in his life um, that war isn't the only thing going on. You're used yep. to the mercenary thing, and when you're in a battle, that's what matters. Yep. That's the stuff you have to worry about. Turns out, even when you're in the battle, the king still has to worry about the trade ambassador from Vivon, you yep. know, and this thing, and the weather, and the other thing. Yeah. So the kingdom turn goes on in the background. Yes. Okay. Um, yes, so... Um, Bear in mind that we're changing the council this session, so yep. don't skip any of the normal um, yep. council style ones that sometimes no. don't matter. Determine kingdom stability. Cool. We're at war. Less stable. Um, yep, and we use these numbers based on our previous councillors except Lady Nickel, and then we get our new councillor yep. stats when we change the leadership. So, here we go. One point of unrest. You and I go hard at each other like we're going to war. Okay, uh, which is... Enough, I make my stability check. Okay, knock your unrest down by one. Cool. Uh, pay consumption. Yep. So, five... 
at, at this point, you pretty much have to pay the army thing in it if you haven't already. Yeah, no, I've got the. I'm tracking them separately, but yes, I pay for the whole army. Because your, your army needs to be paid and fed on the spot. Yeah. If you haven't got the cash for it, then you've got a problem. No, that's. Um, I pay both sets of consumption. Yeah. Fill vacant magic item slots. Uh, we um, sold the scroll of Kratz Grace to Michaela, the slot is vacant. Hooray. Um, I'm happy to take Mr. Luke again. I mean, it's a bit tricky. You're both no, of us going. Okay. Have stuff on it. Enhance your car. Enhance my car. Man, the Mission Man's a great movie. Uh, so, I don't think I crossed this off. You just got rid of a um, Wand of Cat's Grace, didn't you? Yes, Scroll of Cat's Grace. Scroll of Cat's Grace. Ooh, the next one's something awesome. Really? Can I afford it? Um, I think you will certainly have no interest in it. Uh, it is a Wand of Magic Missile, first level. Oh, awesome! Uh, with 42 charges left in it, worth 630 gold. I quite certainly can. Alright. Uh, okay, the device for killing Will-O-The-Wisps. Yeah. Does anybody in the party have high-views magic device? Uh, Michaela. Really? Michaela can fire the Wand of Magic Missile. Awesome. Uh, is she going to buy it? Oh, fuck yes. Oh, yes. There's, because Michaela will pay if she's not going to buy it out of her own money. <laughs> yes, no, the, the only question is, um, you know, what she'd probably actually like to buy is a higher level one. Yeah. Because it's, it's a very poor way of killing Will of the Wisps because you're dealing them a D4 each turn. Yeah. On the other hand, it's stuff that you actually can't do otherwise. Yeah. And it's not just Will of the Wisps. Yeah, there's in, quite a few th- creatures. Th- there's quite a few things. It's for, I mean, in practical terms for Will of the Wisps, you might be better to just do like we did the last time and um, she's the only party member I've successfully killed one with after all and, and try and sneak attack them or whatever. But yeah. you, you have seen that she is a wand user because she had that wand of um, uh, yes, the dark vision, which was very cool. Yep, so she will take that immediately. Sweet. For 315 gold. Wand, magic missile, first level. 42 charges. Okay, and... The next step is use the Royal Enforcer to modify unrest. No, I'm all good. I don't have any here. Um, assign leadership. Now I have some. Okay, the kingdom's leadership changes and everybody's sad because everybody liked Lady Nickel. She was awesome. Also, you know... And then the kingdom, you know, let her die of old age. Well, you know, not really. Um, not really people. People. I don't think anybody blames yeah, anybody, yeah. but at the same time, the Fae have got to ask themselves are uh, the policies that she championed going to be maintained in her yeah, absence? That, and, and Plus, this, everybody's, basically everybody's favourite grandmother died, so people are depressed. In, in this case, it's definitely about the Fae thing. Basically, yeah. your Fae citizens sort of have this vague expectation that the policies might change. You've got a few agitators who don't like them who are heavily pushing for the policies to change. Yeah. Tragic, she died. Yes, yes. Time to get rid of her legacy. Yeah. Plus, you know, there's the whole, um, you know, on the other side of the equation, there's also the um, Kaelin's relationships. How much do they determine kingdom politics? Yes. Too much? 
Because he's broken up with his girlfriend and William's leaving the diplomat post. And, you know, Lady Nickel died and, and then our diplomat left. And then we went to war. Yeah. Like, he dumped his girlfriend and suddenly we're at war with lizards. Now, in all fairness, I think that was clearly Caitlin's fault because he went in there and rescued the kid. The, um, for what that part wasn't so much the girlfriend. That was the first mistake, wasn't it? Was to rescuing okay. the child. Who would rescue a baby? Okay, so... No one. No one should rescue a baby. Who would want to rescue a baby? No one. No okay. one would rescue a baby. So they would not. Lillian ceases to be Grand Diplomat. I would. Nicholas already ceased to be our counsellor. I wouldn't rescue a baby. Would you rescue a baby? And Michaela ceases to be our spy master. I would so not rescue a baby, Mr. Blue. I would leave the baby behind. You would be poked by Will the Wisps and eaten by lizards. They would start eating his nose like this. Okay, so... Michaela becomes our grand diplomat again. Yep. And this has an absolute null effect on the kingdom's stats because yep. um, she was already doing what she did. Yep. Um, it, because Lillian had the same modifier, so, you know, yep. they're both sort of okay at diplomacy. Yep. Um, then um, we get our two new counselor roles. Svetlana becomes our counselor, and um, Goody Niska becomes our spymaster. I'm so excited. What could possibly go wrong? So. Yeah, at this point I will need you to get, take Luke because I have to look up a bunch of um, people in five different places. Yep. Yeah, Mr. Snacks, I think we will try actually having a that. Yes, and I know you don't want to, but I'm thinking if we have to dummy, dummy? Like, you might think it too. You look to me like a baby who might have had a bit much excitement. Now, um... I also consider a baby who might be tragically <laughs> in toy itch. So I'm going to provide you this, this, this awesome nubby ring. It's super cool. Now, Michaela is actually increasing her bonus, isn't she? When she changes to Grand Diplomat, she's just not changing the yes, she, current one because she's good as Lillian. Yeah. yeah, she's a bad... She's she, a better she, diplomat than she is a spy master. Yes, she's, <laughs> no one gives a, she's no longer providing the plus one loyalty because I had... Uh, plus one economy bonus that I had her on. She is instead... Providing a um, plus two stability bonus because she's better at being a grand diplomat. Okay, and Zataniska. Uh, what is she becoming? Sorry? Spy master. Spy master. <laughs> You're right, it is funny. Midwife spy mastering. And the spy master um, step block starts to look decidedly faded as I <laughs> yet to find someone whose niche this is. Uh. <laughs> Am I going to take penalty here? No. Oh, good. No, it's it's like it's one stat or the others so that yeah. require her to have two negative stats. Yeah. Um. Uh, she is at a net of plus zero to this. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it doesn't matter what kingdom attribute you assign her to. No, no, I won't bother assigning her to an attribute. Alright, and Svetlana becomes our counsellor. So basically you will find, um, as Goody Niska gets into the role, um, 
she herself seems, you know, relatively competent in general, um, but just not a great fit as the spy master. A lot yeah. of the sort of um, more dubious criminal types that have been reporting into Michaela and, and Lily. And, um, no, no, Michaela and um, Crystal before her. And, and Crystal are um, a bit more reluctant to approach this, like, upstanding pillar yeah. of the community. Yeah, it's probably also, like, our, our contact list is pretty bizarre because we've got all, like, we've yeah. changed the spy master position a lot, yeah. and Crystal and Michaela took it in quite a, um, yeah. criminal direction, and, and it's not a good fit for you, You've also got a bunch of basically skeevy, you know, maybe ex-bandit men yeah. style of thing under her that this kid just doesn't get on well with. Yeah. Okay, Given so she's kind of um, misandristic. On the other hand, because we've never um, she misin- a, a misogynist is men for women. Yeah, she doesn't like men. Yeah, no, 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 that's the wrong way round. But I don't know what the the equivalent is. Yeah, she, radical feminist. Let's go radical feminist. Yeah, she, she is a radical feminist essentially. Yeah. Yeah, on the other hand, because we've never had a particularly startling spy master, she's only actually yeah, a little bit the, worse. The, the, even if you get God in there with plus yeah. five to their stat kind of thing, it's yeah. not that huge a swing. Yeah. Okay. And... You gain a point of unrest if you haven't already for taking your counsellors. Uh, claim an abandoned hexes. Uh, no, I'd like Switlana's stat, please. Oh, I suppose... Jeez, you want you want everyone to do stuff for you. What did you put her in, sorry? Counselor. Ooh, she'd be good at that. Oh sweet. <laughs> Gives you plus ability. Uh, just have to find the page that's got her stats on it now. Yeah. Uh, Svetlana as your counsellor and that or that. Uh, plus two bonus to it. Scott. Yep, hey, um, no one was really going to take over from Lady Nichols 4, but that's a nice solid bonus to the loyalty. Which oh, wait, no. Um, she has actually done enough for her level puff. Uh, plus three. Oh, sweet. Okay, that's actually pretty impressive. Uh, she has gained a level since I initially wrote her stats, so she's Uh-oh. due an attribute point, which she'll be putting in the attribute that you need to be counsellor. Yeah, because she's a sorcerer. I think we all know that now. Pretty she's much. got She's got high charisma. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to be too munchkin about these aspects, but in this case it's a sufficient part of her character that I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the way it works is Kaylin has the capacity to understand, you know, wizards are the guys who learn books from spells, they're intelligent. Sorcerers are guys who spontaneously force their view of reality into the world. They have, you know, a strong force of personality, i.e. a high charisma. Besides, the other, the practical effect of charisma on the world is that she's a pretty young blonde woman who everyone yeah. likes, which is kind of easily discernible, given yeah, Kaylin's always kind of noticed and that she, about her. See, she imu- immediately bro- moves into the role. Um, you cannot help but miss the whispering starts again, like, yeah. just immediately. Yeah. You know, Lily, Lillian leaves her role, Kaylin, um... Yeah, on the other hand, you know, didn't put her puts, in... Puts Svetlana in this role, in, in this other role. Yeah. On the other hand, we didn't put her in as diplomat. That yes. was really good advice. Yes, but, but pretty much at any point, um, that you put her in this sort of role at all, you're going to get, oh, it's because she's the king's girlfriend, yeah. slash, you know... 
de- depending on which rumor from the street you listen to, and um, uh, Niska will actually relatively faithfully bring them all to you and tell them to you in the sort of tut tut, you deserve this for doing the wrong thing in the first place tone. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't quite say that, but it's this judging older mother thing where she tells you that, um, y- you know. The good news is that most people aren't blaming Svetlana. The common assumption is you've assigned her to the role to try and get in her pants, as right. opposed to because you're already in her pants. That's a plus. I would rather people think I'm a skeeve, that it, whether or not it's better for the kingdom, I would rather people think I'm a skeeve than she's a slut, yeah. because I have plenty more rep... Re- because fundamentally this kind of thing's worse for women than it is yeah. for men. I mean, the reality is... I mean, uh, there are probably guys out there saying, well, in his shoes, I'd try to get with her because she's hot. It's, it's also worse for her because she's married. Yeah. But on the other hand, you are claiming to be a champion of error still. Yeah, yeah, so I need and, to... And Niska will use that exact phrase, you know. People find this interesting behaviour from someone who claims to be a champion of error still. Yeah, but that's fine because um, I'm, I'm deliberately... I, I'm if you recall, my... she's from the um, yeah. hard, hard left Aristilian church. Yes, yes. But um, if Kaelin's ever going to um, settle down for a respectable married life and shut up the people whispering about him, he needs to successfully date his girl. And for that to happen, he needs to not come to her immediately (laughs) on the heels of breaking up with another girl. Okay. Um, It's Kaelin's plan, and whether or not it's a good plan, he's refusing to deviate from it with his characteristic stubbornness. Yep. (laughs) Your iron will. Yep. Alright, so um, let me just rejig my kingdom stats because I have to actually spend a bit of time doing math. Alright, so my stability takes a bit of a hit, but my loyalty stabilises on a better, better number between um, getting counsel, a popular um, counsellor and um, rescuing Tig. Yep. Uh, neither are quite, loyalty or stability are quite as high as I'd like them, but the economy takes no hit at all as it's um, kind of a bit of a draw in that regard. And the stability is only a little hit because Mikhail is better at being Grand Diplomat than she is at being a Sly Master. Okay. So that's all my kingdomy style tidy ups. Yep. Well done, Okay, happy to continue? Yep. So, um. Uh, claim and abandon here. Claim and abandon I'm not going to. Build terrain improvements, create and improve settlements. Yep, so. Okay, so what's going on here yep. is um, I now have um, 31 minus 7, um, 24 build points. Yep. Um, I am saving up for the 32 for a temple. Yep. Um, so this turn, yep. I'm not going to build things. Okay. Because I am deliberately uh, fundraising because I am running out of time to build said temple. How long do you have before your promise comes due? That is an excellent question. Uh, so, the, that's the future. You're doing a great job keeping track of all this. Thank you, see. There's the start of this year, but that's not actually when it kicks in. Founders Day, erroneous. Alright, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, Seraph would be the tenth month. Yep, so two more months. Two more months. So yeah, now we're we're concentrating on doing that now. Yep. 
Create army units. You may create, expand. Uh, this, this is actually potentially relevant now. Yeah. Uh, you may create, expand, equip, or repair army units. Yeah. Um, except for, I'm not going to. I'm saving up for the temple yep. specifically. I'm not going to buy the army improvements yep. this turn, despite being in. So a war. you can you can put your army's hit points back up to full if you haven't already. Yeah, I have because yep. I tracked them on that piece. I yep, tracked yep. the hit points on that piece of paper. They're effectively back up to full. Uh, issue edicts. You can. Select or adjust your edict levels. Um, no, again. People will float the idea to you that um, if the temple is of particular concern to you, you could have, um, you know, some time of, of heavy taxation style of thing. No, Kalen's going to pass on that. He's going to fundraise the old-fashioned way by endeavouring to make the economy check. By all means. Uh, withdraw from your kingdom, deposit to your kingdom, um, sell... Magic items. Um, actually, just just a sec. Let me just consider depositing to my kingdom. I'm just going to look at um, what my likely um, result of the successful economy check is going to be. Okay, so I'd have to get that at a minimum. You got several. Because um... I don't want to wind up still too poor to pay for it next month. Yeah. Because I want to get on and build it so I can actually build other things. You got several dollars worth of. Um... The equipment floating around. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking because I could always sell some of that stuff to fundraise if I needed to. Um, have you got the calculator? Did I give it back to you for some stupid reason? I, I don't think I did. No, it's sitting directly in front of you. Oh, I'm holding on. Yeah, sorry. Brain, um, brain, brain. What is brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm a girl after all. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so minimum of ten. It's a wand of magic missile. Okay, so twenty-four. Ooh. Plus ten, plus three, minus five. <laughs> yeah, that could be pertinent. If I make the economy check with the minimum number next year, counting consumption, I will have exactly enough to mm-hmm. build my temple. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find Kaylin character sheets. Uh, is Michaela at all interested in the phylactery of undead turning? Uh, yes, substantively so. Right, okay, good to know. Uh, she, she will go massively into debt to be able to afford it. Yeah, but, um, but she is very interested in that, okay? They are, it is all quite good treasure. Um, um, if you're kicking that pile around at it, yeah. um, what is probably not that interesting to people are the goggles of night. Right. The, no, the nightshade eyes, sorry. No one particularly wants dark vision. Uh, there are several people who would like it, but they're very expensive. Yeah, Michaela's already got to work around. Yeah, it's, it's Bryn's already got low light vision, and Tristan probably doesn't want to spend that kind of money yeah, on something that isn't books. Bryn and Tristan would both vaguely like it. Bryn, a bit, Bryn, Bryn would actually moderately like it, yeah. but not for six grand. Yeah. Alright, so expensive items for BP. I think what she will actually do is buy herself three or four potions of dark vision. Yeah. Alright, so if they did sell it, however, it looks like it are only... Um, so, because it says divide um, divide its price by half, divide the result by 400. Alright, so 6,000, divide by 4,000, round down... And add that mean. So it's one build point for the treasury in that regard. Oh, the, right, I see what you're doing. Right, okay, so so that's a, a pretty stupidly needlessly complicated step. Yeah. Basically, um, 
at any point you can throw full grand into the treasury to turn it into a build point. Yeah. Um, it is irrelevant how you come up with that full grand, so yeah. you can sell the magic items for it. What you can't do is put it in in chips and start, so you yeah. can't put in a couple of hundred here, a couple of hundred there. Yeah. So you don't need to worry about having to sell the item workout, that sort of thing. It's yeah. just, um, you know, if you sell it for six grand, you get six grand, you put four of it into the kingdom. Yep. All right. Um, Kaylin is so it actually makes no difference if Britt buys it either, yeah. because if she does, you get six grand. Yep. Um, Kaylin is going to, at this time, contribute four grand of his personal money to the kingdom. Yep. What I'm going to do is take that out of his treasure division. Yep. Um... Um, as he provides a personal subscription to building the damn temple. Yep. Well, I mean, we can do the treasure division now if you want to. No, that's all right. The um, I, I'm happy to do it after we do the kingdom turn. Yeah, Bren's going to go heavily broke buying that, but she does kind of want it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, they'll all get money. <laughs> they'll all get money when I next live. Yeah, yeah. There's I'm, no I'm real not worried about the big broke. Yeah. There's no real percentage in them letting go cheap magic items go by so they can buy expensive magic items um, when they level. Okay. So if they level and what they do is go back into positives, that's okay. Alright. So, um, I will add plus one to the kingdom treasury. Yep. It actually needs to be more, to, but, you know, I don't know how well I'm going to do on the economy check. I could fail the economy check, although it's pretty likely. Uh, so, at this point, you can attempt an economy check. Yes. Select taxes. Okay. And that was a poor number. Which means it was a wise precaution. So You have the um, kingdom hero point anyway, don't you? I have two kingdom hero points. Yes. But they didn't actually fail the economy check. I right. really didn't make it by as many points as I would have liked to. Yep. Even with the unrest, that is a success. So... You then divide it by three, um, remembering that you have the option to add a d6 or potentially a d8 to it as well. Ooh, now that actually might be worth doing. Given I've got two hero points. Alright, um... I will get you the hero points and deal them. Yep, that would be lovely. Okay, 32 divided by three is ten. Okay, so that is indeed the minimum, which I was doing math on. So, 31... Minus 7 plus 1 plus 10 is 35. So two points for your kingdom. Okay. Uh, listen, I believe that's int and uh, possibly wisdom. Yep. Um, so my kingdom's attribute is the publican, uh, sorry, the forge, the coming together of many. Um, yeah. I, I should probably note down which attribute it is because I don't remember. The forge is strength. Strength, uh, yeah. Seems appropriate. Yeah, more neutral strength. Yeah, so neither of those are particularly. Right, 38. Uh, so minus 5 is 33. Yeah. The foreign trader is spies, merchants, and those who truck in information. Yeah. Alright, that's cool. Um, and the Queen Mother, I think, is pretty relevant. Okay, so plus 10, plus 3. Yeah, personification of knowledge, etc., etc. Yep. Okay, so what do you want to do? Leave it at your economy roll, boost it? Uh, no, I, um, alright, so, right, so that's one. Um, 
So you can spend a hero point and have a re-roll. Yep, I definitely, I'm not very keen to do that. Um, basically, my decision point is that um, next turn, yep. after I pay consumption, yep. I will ha- and if I want to buy a temple, yep. it will leave me with one bill point. Yep. Um, but um, I think that it's actually more dramatic. I'm going to save the hero points for if I fail that ne- the next economy check. By all means. Okay. So. so, and we're up to Kingdom Events. Yay! There's lots of them. Oh, goody. I really love Kingdom Events. I'm particularly keen on um, things that may mean I can't afford the temple despite all this belt tightening. Okay, so... Uh, for starters, over the course of this month... Um, let's just roll. Okay. Um, during the last week of the month... Um, you have absolutely god-awful weather. Yeah. Um, it is... Given it's sort of summer, that's presumably, like, lots of rain and stuff when it should be fine. Um, what you're actually getting is a string of, like, horrible thunderstorms, and basically yeah, yeah, flash flooding and that sort of thing. Summer thunderstorms, summer um, rain. You, you essentially almost lose that week entirely from production from your kingdom point of view, because people just don't go outdoors. There's no yeah. harvesting done, there's no... Um, Trade meetings. Yeah. All the shops are pretty much the the few that open do a straggle of business. Yeah. Um, okay. So can you make me a stability check? Uh, people complain bitterly to you as the king. No one really expects you to do anything about it per se. They just want me to know they're having a really bad time. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, not specifically, what they're asking for is you know lightning of taxes and that sort of thing, yeah. as opposed to control the weather for us. Okay. Now, that I'm not particularly happy with. Uh, have you failed? And have you failed by more than five? There is a distinction here. Um, I have done both of those things, so I am... Th- don't tell me the result I'm thinking of. Um, I am actually going to re-roll that one, because yep. I failed by a two, so I could scarcely have done worse. Yep. Um, so I'm going to throw the foreign trader into the mix, mm-hmm. arbitrarily. Okay, change dice. Ah, that's more like it. I have failed. I have succeeded by miles. Okay, so people complain bitterly to you. Your yep. economy takes a downturn. Um, can you gain a point of unrest? Yep. And you are at a minus two to your next economy check to collect taxes. Okay. That could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, you don't have to tell me how worse. Yeah, fa- failing, failing. By five would be um, substantively worse. Yeah, it's it's a question of basically your kingdom loses money automatically. Yeah, because you're not producing. Yeah, it's how well you get over this disaster. This, this disaster, yep. and it's because it's this particularly critical time for the kingdom in terms of being able to afford the yeah. temple. Like, because it's not only affording the temple, it's getting back into the black after we afford the temple because that would be a bad time to fail. Okay, so you have your bad weather. Um, and then there will be several urgent meetings for you, which people will defer. Um, uh, uh, well, you're actually, you know, fighting armies and that sort of thing. Yeah, but the, the, it'll be presumably the second half of the month when we're, you know, recovering from the army fighting. Um, you were told. Let me just note down what happened this month, and then we'll do the uh, so weather. 
there are two people competing urgently for your time. Yep. Um, you will basically get a message sent to you. Um, you're not quite yet at having pages style of thing, but yep. but it will be approached, put forth as official council business to yep. you. So you receive a message um, for an urgent meeting with the king from Father Bellagio uh, in his role as the representative of the Church of Desna in your kingdom. Okay. Like, you're dimly aware this guy exists. exists. Yep. You have several Desnans in your community. Yep. Um, he is putting himself forward as their leader to speak to you on their behalf. Okay, so I will go see this guy. Um, and simultaneously, you yep. literally get these messages almost at the same time, oh. um, Tristan comes to see you quietly and tell you that Christopher Rossi would like a, an extremely urgent off-the-books meeting with you. Right. So it's just a question of which one you tackle in which order. Okay, um... I'm going to ask Tristram to... Um, on, on behalf of the Order of the Silver Twilight. Yeah. I'm going to ask Tristram to um, ask Christopher Rossi to hold it for one second because yep. I need to go see the urgent the yep. Church of Desna urgently. I will come. I promise I will come see him as soon as I'm done. Yep. So I'm going to go see the Father Bellagio. Yep. And you go find Father Bellagio in his house, basically. Yep. He is just a, a citizen here. Yeah. He is sort of a slightly older man, late 50s style of thing, um, human, and he is incredibly weather-beaten, has that skin like leather. Yeah. Um, obviously follower of the, the god of travel and luck yeah. and dreams and things. Um, and he opens the door to you and he says, Ah, King Caelan, come in, come in, please. Let me get you some tea sweetened with some honey. Sounds good. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, if it, one thing after another, and if it's not lizard folk, it's the blooming rain. Says to you, um, I am led. I am led to understand that you had uh, that you had an encounter with a tower in Candlemere Island. I. I presume this is not, like, terribly secret information. Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. I haven't exactly gone into the broad details. But Caitlin will be aware at this point about the mad Desna connection. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of present on its mind. So, aye, aye, the, um, there was something nasty in there, and myself and um, Lady, Michaela, Lady Michaela took took care of it. And you believe this tower to now be pacified? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I um, having spent a couple of nights there, it's not the friendliest place. Uh, the it seems to have been consecrated to the worship of some rather unpleasant things, as far as um, Lord Tristram could tell from when he went poking round in it. But uh, it's um, it, it, it certainly we had much much better dreams the nights after we took care of the thing. Yes, I, th- I think so. Yes, dreams. That's that's what we've really come here to talk about, isn't it? You see, I, I myself. On, on the night of, and he gives you basically the night after you pacified the tower. Oh yes, because lots of people had weird dreams yep. that night. Yeah, he says you, you've doubtlessly heard that people had strange dreams. Aye, I, I and my Desnans and my Desnans who I've spoken to have our dreams come sometimes come through with a lot more clarity, where many of your citizens wouldn't have understood what they were seeing. We received a message through the dream. I've I've had uh, I've had similar communications myself, and I understand that your lady, being the lady of dreams, she might um it would make sense that she'd send word to you that way. You must understand that the mistress of the crossroads does not leave us a map 
pointing exactly the way to our destination. It is the journey. It is not so much that we have received a a communication in the form of a letter, as you would understand it, as a sense of knowing what must be done, what her will is. You, know, uh, you can hear the capital rotation of yeah. her will. Yeah. He says that it, you have passed by this tower, and, and that is a fantastic piece of news, but it, it is not enough. It, it must be removed altogether. We must have this, this blight taken away from our kingdom. And he starts talking through this. Uh, and functionally, what he wants you to do, as a formal request on behalf of the Church of Desna, and he will at this point point out that, you know, the church that you have made Maybe. agreements with. Yeah. The, um, the church that I took build points the, Who wanted nothing from you. Yeah. Because, um, in, in a rather strange twist. Yeah. Um, they want Candlemere Tower gone. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. And what they literally want you to do is remove the tower brick by brick, demolish it to whatever extent you can, t- turn the bricks into dust, scatter the dust into the winds. Yeah. Um, burn the island, salt the earth. Right. Um, destroy everything that is there. Yeah. Um, Literally salt the earth? I, he, he accepts that you are not going to be able to physically destroy the island, but yep. basically take every measure you can to remove the tower or the area below it, the, the sort of dungeon thing below it, and yep. ensure it is as uninhabitable as is humanly possible within what you can do. Yeah. Um, this sounds like a, a moderately large undertaking. Yep, sounds um, expensive. Yeah, so it is going to cost you uh, build points. Yep. Um, it is going to cost you one of your counsellors for a month. You will have to send someone down there to supervise this. Just to squish it, And yep. while they're doing this, they won't be doing other things. Yep. Um, and, of course, there is no return from this. Yep. It, you know, you don't get anything out of it. Yep. Because, among other things, um, one thing you could do is take the tower to bits and essentially loot the ruins, move the stone, turn the turn the ruin into build points, yeah. and build elsewhere in the kingdom. He doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to destroy it utterly. All right. Um, can I ask a couple of things? Yes, by all means. Um, without um, specifically stating that I already took a lot of stuff out of it, does he want back the weird candleware art? Like, like is he... No, like, he's, he's concerned about the physical building and the island itself. Right. Um... Given that you've already killed all the monstrous creatures with it, that's another yeah. concern. Um, I understand that um, you're late, and then the second question is basically, can you tell me, does he believe that that's what Desna wants us to do? This is her will. Yeah. He is 100% certain on this. Okay. Can I make a sense motive check? Yes, by all means. Is he really 100% certain on this? Twenty. He believes it. Yeah. Doesn't make it true, but he believes it. Okay. So, does he believe that that's to be the case because she thinks it'll be dangerous in the future if it's not taken care of? I'm not used to question. I'm not used to questioning her will or looking for further motivations. Who can guess what the gods see? He yeah. has no idea. Cool. He just knows she wants it done. Yeah. He. Um, doesn't know, and you get this machine's motor check, he doesn't know and doesn't care how, it, how, if, how, or when it will benefit your kingdom in the end. Yeah. It's literally, his goddess has appeared and said, do this, and he's just gone, yes, of course, divine one. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Okay. It's not necessarily in your, even in your kingdom's best interest to do. Yeah, yeah. The, um, it won't give us any returns in the short or medium term, because yep. we're effectively destroying an economic resource we will have to pay to do it. 
However... Yeah, however... Um, he will also, because you're doubtlessly unlikely to just immediately agree to this without consulting anyone or anything yeah. like that. Um, as soon as you start equivocating a bit and talking about it, etc., etc., um, he starts talking around the point and points out that his church is, you know, not asked for anything in return, unlike the Abadarans who greedily seek their huge temple and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, you wanted, and the, the, Church of Desna wanted nothing from you. Yeah. Michaela said, if you can't see the catch, you know it's there. Yeah. So how This many, is what they want. Yeah. How many bill points did the church contribute? Uh, two. Yeah. Because I think it's going to cost more than that to pull down the temple. Yes. Yes. No, no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I get an assessment at this time of how many bill points it will cost to pull the thing down? Okay. So you would make it... Um, Six build points if you merely do the cheaper options. Basically, yeah. bring the tower down, yeah. destroy the tower, sink, sinking the stones is probably the quickest yeah. method, and seal off the ruin below. Yeah. Like, basically, seal the, the entrances with mortar yeah. and brick and all that kind of thing, as opposed to going in and meticulously tearing yeah. the walls down, etc., etc. Um, then double that if you're going to do everything he wants done. Yeah. Good to know. So six or twelve build points for no return, and you lose the benefit of your counselor while they're down there, because well, Tristan's down supervising that. Uh, no, going to make Tristan. He's not doing the economy. Yeah, I'd like to make do it. I'd like to get doing this to do it. I bet she'd be good at bossing a lot of strong men around, and she doesn't. Give it. <laughs> yeah, I'd argue because the thing is, it's it's not actually being illegitimate. Like she provides a plus zero bonus, yeah, so yeah. there's not a loss. But I'm choosing not to replace her on my council yeah, yeah, and get yeah. someone with better stats. Besides, I really think that she'd be very good at the um, bossing a shitload of men around (laughs) aspect of it. I think she'd be perfectly capable. Alright, so I will say to him, um, basically, okay, I take this, um, I take what you're saying seriously. I'm aware that I I owe the church a favour. This is a big, this is a big ask. Not only is it um, destroying, not only is it going to be... um, not only is it destroying something that otherwise we could potentially use for ourselves, but it's going to be very expensive to do. Oh, and instantly, um, if you take the hardcore version, then you're basically destroying the island as a point that you can build on later. Yeah. If you take the softer version, you're not. It's still physically there. Cool. Um, the... I take seriously whatever your goddess's concern is, but I have to think of the larger kingdom, and specifically I have to think of the money. We flat out cannot afford to do that and build the temple, and we have to build the temple this year, and we have to build the temple this year. If I do this, it can't be in the next two months. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that flatly. If that's the kind of time frame she wants it done on, it can't be done. If she wants it, if she wants it done, period then we can keep people out of it for a month or two and then do it properly. So it Obviously, the sooner we enact her will, the better. I understand there are realities of the world that we must deal in that she does not. She is unaffected by time, labour, cost, that sort of thing. If it must wait, I will accept it, but this, this will not be good for the community. I understand her concerns about it, and having been in the town myself, I take them seriously. It's not a, it's, it's an uncanny and unchancy place, and I've no truck with it. However, I have to tell you, my very next meeting is with a man who I believe is going to tell me that the tower is a priceless architectural um, 
relic that should not be destroyed. Um, you're probably not likely to tell him that, right? Given the Order of the Silver Twilight are a secret. Oh, organization. right. Okay, that's fine. Um, that, uh, no, but like several people in your council know they exist, it, but it's not public information. Yeah. Uh, however, um, these people I know who um, and you know Lord yeah. Tristram um, is very interested in the tower and what we can learn from it. It's also not going to be a popular move. Um, I won't make you a promise before I've heard both sides of the argument. Understood. But I take your church's concerns seriously, and I do as as a as a man myself. I share them. I, I, I don't like the tower at all, and I would like to see it gone. We look forward to seeing where this road takes us, Majesty. Yep. So I've heard his concerns. I'm yep. going to let the other side of the coin speak. And then, of course, you go to a quiet meeting with Christopher Rossi in yep. the house. Who, unsurprisingly, well, you know, he he comes in, you know, makes some social niceties and says to you. I'd like to talk to you about Candlemere, Majesty. Uh, can I uh, speed up the meeting a trifle? Have you perchance heard about what the Church of Desna wants to do with it? He raises his eyebrows. No, they are not people of any great learning. So I cannot imagine they have any particular use for it. What, what interest is, is it of to the Church? Do they wish to establish some sort of missionary there? Uh, no, they want it gone. They've had prophetic visions from Desna that she wants the tower destroyed. He raises his eyebrows and looks at yeah. you. What a load of nonsense. Ah. Uh, you, you can't seriously be considering... When you say destroyed... Stone from stone. I can't imagine it's anything that an archaeological society would approve of. He sighs, like takes his little glasses yeah. off, polishes them, and puts them back on. You cannot be serious. You are not honestly thinking of wasting the kingdom's resources to remove a ruin and destroy it to no purpose other than destruction. That was what I was thinking of. Uh, that, that is what I'm giving some consideration to. I. Um, why don't you make your case for what you want to do with it? Uh, I am here on behalf of the Order of the Silver Twilight to ask not only that you leave it intact, I hadn't even realised this was a consideration, uh, that such a place is there to be used, to be studied. We could find out so much about what came before us. There are fantastic mysteries in there that are waiting to be solved. Uh, destroying it is folly for for myself I, I would ask that you build upon it that, that you settle it uh, at, at the least uh, at, at the least I am seeking your permission to remove a small enclave of the order's members into it uh, obviously as it lies within your kingdom's borders we do not want to be doing anything behind your back I, I, I'd like to move a small archaeological team in to investigate the ruins further Long term, I see it as a fantastic place to settle. Why, uh, Lord Tristan and I have been working through some possibilities of, of building a caster's tower or some such on there, making it the island a haven city for magic within the borders of Stagthorn, built off the old ruins of those that came before us. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, they want completely opposing things. I knew they were going to want completely opposing things, but the trouble is they're both right. Yeah. Because the thing is, the tower is, like, 
it's from it's from it predates the gods. Yeah. It's it's an archaeological and ruin whose importance cannot be overestimated. It's fantastic. On the other hand, it's a place of ultimate evil. And as Kalen hums and haws about them, yeah. uh, he will also start to remind you that the Order of the Silver Twilight has supported your kingdom yeah, from no, day I... one and as a contributor and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's... So, uh, you, you are now, incidentally, I think for the first time running into the other mechanic that is only just coming up of, I said, like, who you take as your counsellors and who you deal with will affect things in the future. Yeah. Neither of these guys have asked for this in, in advance in any yeah. way, shape, or form because they didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Now that it has, they both have investments in it. Yeah. And the fact that you've dealt, them, dealt with them both means that you're going to have to, you know, address this in some fashion. Yeah. Whereas had you not dealt with one or the other, then... Then I could just give the... Yeah, because had you dealt with neither, no one has any interest in it. Yeah, because the thing is, if I hadn't made the deal with the Church of Desna, I certainly wouldn't have approved settlement, but I would have been quite happy to let Christopher Rossi have it as an architectural ruin. Yeah. And if I hadn't dealt with the Order of Silver Twilight, I would ultimately have gone with the Church's proposal. Yep. Well, I can afford to do so, which won't be for a while. Okay, um, so Caelan is going to, um, now is Tristram here? I would imagine he would be, because yes. this, um... Yes, he's letting Rossi speak his piece, yeah. because, um, your understand you don't know this, but yeah. a generally good understanding would be that Rossi outranks him in the Order of the Silver Twilight. Yeah. Trist- Tristan outranks Rossi in the Kingdom, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Alright. <laughs> And Tristan will get a nod and start going into the way. You could build the yeah. tower like this and rah, rah, rah. All right. It's going to be a... This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a difficult thing to resolve. The um, I understand that um, you're both being men of learning, Um I know Tristram doesn't have a tremendous amount of time for the gods, per se. I'm going to assume that whatever your own beliefs, that you're much more heavily oriented towards the learning. He, he just gives some sort of nondescript nods to yeah. this, vaguely acknowledging your point without agreeing. Yeah. I myself, I'm a man of faith, and what's more, I'm a man who's been inside that tower when it wasn't, when the portal hadn't been closed. It's an evil place. That said... I understand the age of it and the antiquity, and while I'm not a man of learning as you, you two are, I understand that there is nothing else like this tower anywhere around here, certainly. Maybe not in the River Kingdoms, maybe not even in the whole of... What's the continent that we're on? Uh, it's not the is it? It's... I don't I'll say the whole of the continent. Yep. The, the, the whole of the continent. If we... Um, if I don't approve a settlement, if I didn't approve a settlement, it would still be there. But what the church is asking for destroys it for everybody for the future. If they're right and it's an evil place that's potentially going to unleash horrors on future generations, then that's the right move. But if they're wrong and it's um, and they're just be- and we're all just being superstitious fools, it's a heck of a thing for your order to have to swallow. And I take that serious. I take both of your concerns seriously. And we'll have to talk about it. And, and we take your concerns seriously, Your Majesty. Uh, I 
will not speak too openly of the specific members of the order who would be addressing this, but rest assured, we will be martially armed, strong of will, and ready for any trouble that may arise from it. We are... The Order of the Silver Twilight is intimately familiar that many ruins draw monsters like flies. Aye, I, I can't imagine that um, anyone... And, and we much appreciate your efforts in initially clearing out the tower and finding out what wonders it beheld. Uh, I'll um, need to talk this over with my counsellors generally. I'll, of not, I'll, not make the, I'll not make any decision hastily. Um, but thank you very much for... Um, and basically, I'll spend some time taking notes on... I will have done that both sides. I'll take yep. notes on both positions so that both yep. sides can feel their argument is being fully heard. Yep. And then I am actually going to convene the council probably the following day rather than yep. the yep. middle of the night. And again, he just gives you like that subtle layer. You know, the, church, yep. the, the Order is so pleased to help you. Yeah. You have your help as we have helped you. Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Uh, and then I will sit down with the full council. Yep. I know which side Tristram's on already, but I'm going yep, to... The rain howls in from outside. Yeah. And it's, um... Okay. We've got these two proposals on the t- table. On the one hand, the Church of Desna would like us to spend enough, um, a ton of money um, for shredding, shredding this archaeological ruin utterly so that it can never be used for anything ever again. On the other hand, the Order of the Silver Twilight would like us to build a city here. Clearly we're not going to... Both of these groups have contributed money and funds to the campaign and uh, to, to, to the kingdom. The Order of the Silver Twilight, obviously... Um, so I can talk about them in the privacy of the council, right? Yes, yes, you can. Because I, I can't, they can't be a secret order to the extent that I can't represent the goals to the councillors. Yeah, um, a couple of your council will be ignorant of them. You'll have to bring them up yep. to speed, but yep. you can do so. Yeah. Like Goody Niska, for example, has never yep. heard of them. Yeah, but, um, you know, I won't go into... I won't, I'll endeavour to keep it as brief as possible in terms of talking about yep. them, but I have to actually represent their point of view. Yes, I yes. can just say archaeologists. I don't have to use the... Uh, concerned I can say concerned archaeologists. Yes, yes, you, you express basically that they are a secret order of artisans, historians yep. and archaeologists who, you know, would yep. prefer to keep out of the public eye but have been dealing with the kingdom in the background. Yep. Their representative here is Christopher Rossi. Yeah. Um, um, it is no and, and Lord Tristan it is no to several council members already that he is a yeah. member yeah Goody Niska kind of just, just sort of sighs slightly and you, you can just see the wheels like turning ahead with you know the secret society of you know powerful white men kind yeah, of thing yeah. it's um, we're not going to make both of these groups happy there is no compromise proposal on the table we can do less we could make it a minor archaeological site as opposed to a settlement, or we could be less than entirely thorough in our destruction of it, but one of these groups is going to walk away very, very unhappy with us. And I don't see any way around that. If anyone does, I'd be ecstatic. The church gave, gave us um, funds and didn't ask, ask for immediate return on them. I told you there would be a catch. Yeah, and you were right, but still. Um, and the... Um, and the orders obviously contributed to um, building our magic shop and um, are an important part, an important and quiet part of the kingdom. My own heart inclines towards destruction. Having been to Candlemere when it wasn't, when it was anything but that it ruined, 
it's it, I consider it an evil and unchancy place, and the more I find out of these old ones from beyond the veil, the less I like them. I think that it, it's um, if Desna feels it poses a danger to the kingdom, she's very likely right. She'd be one who knows of such things. And while that danger may not be in the short term, we close the portal. It may take months or years to build up again. It may be my children's problem rather than mine. But it's not the act of a responsible king to leave a problem for the future in the short term. And I don't think there's any... I don't think it it would satisfy the order to make an archaeological study of it before we turn it down, before we destroy it. It's not much of a... That doesn't really serve either means very well. I think if we do destroy it, we're just going to have to do it and take the consequences of that. Okay. Um, but I'm interested in hearing people's thoughts. Can you, um, I have the latest list of your council, can you, can you pass me your kingdom sheet? Yes, by all means. That would give me everyone, so I make sure I don't miss anyone's thoughts on it. Okay. So, Svetlana sort of stands up to, to I am new to this role, and I do not know much of this place of Candlemere. I know it has had a bad reputation for some years. It would probably bring the people some joy to know that it has been uh, obliterated, but it seems to me to be a very costly endeavour for very little return for us. I am uncertain. Akeros. Well, I don't mind knocking the thing down. Sounds like there's good stone in there we can use, but grinding it to dust seems like a pointless waste of money and manpower. Why don't we just Why don't we just take the tower down, to loot loot the ruins, get whatever we can out of it, bring the stone bring the stone back here. Hell, sell it to these sell it to these weirdos from the Order of the Silver Twilight if they want to stare at it so damn much. That's cool. There, there we are. There's a proposal that will make them both unhappy. I'm definitely not doing that one. <laughs> uh, Michaela thinks about this long and hard. I have been to Candlemere. It is a place where I have had to confront several nightmares I would rather have not had to, I would rather have left behind. I do not dispute Caleb's point of view that there was something unholy there. Whether or not it is still there is beyond my ability to see. On the other hand, we are not the servants of the Church of Desna. If they wish this done, then they should put up the cost for it. Now, that's a, that's a reasonable proposal. Jod stands up. I've dealt... With the, with the Church of Desna on many occasions their faith is a strong one and I have always found them to be good solid community minded people if this is her will and they are clear about this then I think we should see it done no half measures whatever this island is if the gods deem it not a good part of our community then we should spare no expense or time as long as we can conceivably do so to ensure that it's done I say we get rid of it all as soon as possible and Tristan stands up. He says, but, 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 George, don't understand. 
for one thing, we don't even know this is the will of Desna. There are several magical methods of inserting method- messages into people's dreams that could have come from any number of people who wanted this tower removed before we have the opportunity to explore the ancient ruin. And there could be things there that could be an incredible value to our kingdom. Lost spells. The, the physical holdings alone uh, are worth several buildings worth. Um, and the knowledge is priceless. I... I you can't believe we're even debating this. There's, there's no question. We, I, I understand we, we're in no position to settle it immediately, but we should at least be looking at it for the future and expanding down there as soon as we can. I, imagine our kingdom as a center of learning and education with one of the oldest ruins in the world serving as a great caster's tower to bring in mages from far and wide. Imagine what that would do for your armies, General, and Akros sort of <laughs> nods at this. Uh, imagine what it would do for our kingdom to be seen as a beacon of light, a centre of learning across the community. Uh, and then Chief Sootscales was the next yeah. one. Oh, excellent. Uh, I've never heard him speak in the council before, so this wouldn't be good. He says, Doesn't seem like it's our business at all. Maybe the simplest method would be to put the church, get get the church get get the church to have a representative and the order to have a representative and let them fight it out, see which one wins. Then we do then we do what they want. Uh, I say leave it there, ban everyone from it. It's our land. Keep it that way. See if anything bad happens. Certainly a compromise proposal. Thanks, thank you, Chief Sutscales. Brent. She mulls this over for some time, sort of actually passes, then we come back round yeah. to her. She she's over, she says Have no knowledge of arts or mysteries of the past. But if Kaylin says there is darkness there, then there is darkness there, and that is good enough for me. Burn it all down. Uh Goody Niska. I am just I am a simple midwife and such concerns are new to me but I would suggest that we cannot leave this whatever we decide I suggest we cannot leave this decision indefinitely we are setting our two sides of the community up against each other if we send an expedition if we send an expedition from the order of the silver twilight down there it will become obvious to the members of the church of Desna who will doubtlessly be watching for such a thing. We will have strife in our community until we decide one way or the other. I would be happy to supervise removing the ruins if it comes to that. I have no strong back for lifting or grinding stone, but I am good at at letting people know what needs to be done. (laughs) Corwin. Ugh. Well, it sounds like a bloody great waste of money to me to take a perfectly good island and burn it to the ground. Now, my only concern about all this is how we afford it. We're just pissing money down a well. We might as well build an actual well and throw the money in it, because at least that way we'd get some bloody water out the other end of it. I say, we leave the damn thing alone. If the Order of the Silver Twilight while you're poking around they let them. If they turn into monsters or get eaten, then we'll go sort it out from there. Huh? 
first is the last one out. Oh, that should be good. This unit la- this unit lacks any recollection of the tower, its nature or its purpose on this land. Nor do I nor does this unit have the capacity to understand or interpret the dreams of the wills of the gods. But if what his majesty if, if what the king says is correct, then it poses a threat to our community. I say seal it at the minimum expense possible. And that is your counsel. Yes. So many different opinions. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you, sweetie. You did great. It's very helpful to have the council list all in a row. Yes. And debate continues along yeah. this line. So, what, if anything, do you want to do with this? You can, of course, simply defer these decisions and say we're still thinking about it. Yeah, alright, so the two things... At some point you're going to have to go back to Rossi and Father Bellagio and tell them what you're yeah. doing. The two possibilities that Kalen's prepared to consider yeah. are leaving it alone, yeah. um, potentially, not, not destroying it, allowing the Silver Twilight members to have an explore round, yeah. um, and definitely not building any kind of settlement there. That is off the cards. Right. Um, the Under no circumstances would I build a settlement on it. Um, the um, other proposal I'm prepared to contemplate is destroying it to the minimum level and proposing to the Church of Desna that if they want the stones ground to powder, they can contribute to that, mm-hmm. which is essentially the six build points. Yeah. And what we'd be prepared to go as far as, say, eight, but if they want the remaining four, they um, need to... If they want the remaining number, they need to throw that... So, that so the six build points is you sealing it off at minimal expense. Yeah. Um, the expensive one is 12 build points. Yeah. Which still involves um, destroying the prices of architecture. Yeah, and, and you will know um, the Temple of Desna is um, comparatively poor. Yeah. You know, they, they can probably afford that, but not in, in any immediate sense. Yeah. On the basis that at that point they can go in later and do that part, but yeah. that will keep the community safe. So yes, and of course, at the end of the day, the decision rests with the king. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like it, and I know it's not going to be popular, but I know what I want to do. Alright. I thank you all for your wisdom and your counsel. But ultimately, it's my responsibility. And uh, looks over at Tristram, and I'm sorry. I uh, I think it's evil, and I think people who go investigating down there are going to find themselves in bother. And I think ultimately, one day, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even in my lifetime, but I think it's going to come back to bite us if we leave it alone. And what if tomorrow we run into some... What if tomorrow or in the next lifetime we run into something that we're not prepared for because we haven't learned from this? Not everything is meant to be known and not everything is meant to be poked into. Will of the damned gods. <laughs> I'm sorry, kid. It's I'm sorry, Tristram. It's, no, I won't call kid at this moment. I'm sorry, it's, it may not be something you take seriously, but it is something that some of us do take seriously. I um, don't think there's any recompense I can make to the, the order for this, but I will 
offer them something in exchange if there's something that they'd like because this is this is crossing them pretty bad but oh, I, I cannot believe that we're going to let a handful of people's indigestion based bad dreams decide the future of learning in our kingdom and he will actually get up and walk out yeah I thought this was going to be this, is, this is pretty much his hot button so yeah Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't go anywhere in particular. Yeah. He just stalked out of the council. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He'll catch up with him later. Yeah. And then I will just continue addressing the rest of the council. Um, we'll do it as cheaply as... We'll do it the cheap option, not the expensive one. If the temple want the stones ground to powder, the temple can pay for that. Mm-hmm. And we'll... Um, I already spoke to Father Bellagio. We'll do it... We'll do it next year. We'll do it start of next year, not this year. We can't afford it this year. In the meantime, we'll put out word for people to stay away. Uh, when Tristram's cooled down, my thinking is that I'll offer the um, Order of the Silver Twilight an archaeological site of their own that isn't Candlemere Tower. So that's what I want to yeah. add to the offer, is essentially, um, you know what, um, the, elven, the elven chick gets the first elven ruin that we find yeah. in... in um, I'm going to offer the Silver Twilight the second... A ruin of their choice that isn't the one she picks, essentially. Yeah. Um, because I didn't let them have their archaeological dig site, I'm offering them as a consolation prize another archaeological dig site with, you know, some degree of funding from the kingdom in terms of whatever that whatever that entails. Not not um, not building on it or whatever. Which I expect them to be royally pissed, but I'm endeavouring to blunt that slightly. Yeah. Okay, so there is some more discussion amongst your council yeah. of you know how best to broach this and yeah. how you physically want to take the buildings down and, yeah. and blah 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 blah. Uh, but yeah, um, but having watched Tristram in the building, I'm um, you know kind of emphatically of the opinion that the more people that go poke into it, the greater the chance of acquiring um, a uh, relic from beyond the ground. So some council members. Uh, nobody left is particularly irate about this decision. Yeah. Some people disagree with what you're doing, yeah. not particularly strongly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, people are upset about the waste of money, but um, Tristram's the only one who actually cares Colin about just the sits there and, and makes these sotto mutters under his breath, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, let me run the math here. Yeah. Oh, yep, we can afford that. I'll just piss all over that. We won't be having that then, you know. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Shall I, shall I allocate a bigger demolition budget for next year in case there's anything else we want to knock down instead of build? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. He's not particularly polite about it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Alright. And do you want to break this to the Church of Desna first or the Order of the Silver Twilight? Uh, I think I want to start with the bad news. But both of whom have literally booked meetings for you the next day to find out the results of your deliberations. Yeah. No, I'll um, but I'll go see Tristram privately first. Yep. Because um, you know, I'm not expecting him to sell this, but he's obviously going to want to be there. And he, um, you know, Caelan will go find him, you know, a decent chunk after the meeting when he's had a chance to cool down. Yep. Um. He has literally left you a note on his door saying that if you're coming looking for him, he's with he's with Christopher Rossi. Come and find him. Yep. So I will go. Okay. In that case, I'll just go see yep. go see them both. Yep. And you come in on both of them. Um, 
Rossi looks a bit quiet and subdued. It's fairly, like, Tristan has presumably told him. Yeah, yeah, I figured that would happen. Um, and he nods as you, Rossi nods as you come in, Your Majesty. I'm sorry. I take it, no, I take it you haven't changed your mind, sort of glances at Tristan. No. Um, Tristram, um, has presumably filled you in. Um, what he missed was the consolation prize, and I will outlay the, um, kingdom's offer. I'm aware that this doesn't come close to making up for what I'm proposing to destroy, but it's the best I can do with what my concerns are. There is uh, there is no compromise proposal that will address what we both want. I, if there was one, I would go for it, but there ain't. You are offering us a potential trade of a future site you do not even have, have no idea of the significance of in exchange for Shakes is here I cannot stop you from making a poor decision it is your kingdom, your authority and your right to be guided by whatever dreams Father Bellagio claims to have had no matter what their initial source is I don't expect you to be happy about it there's no reason you should be and I'm going to leave it there. Yep. Uh, can you roll me a sense motive, Jeff? Uh, Eleven. Okay. So you you get the impression of just quiet disappointment often. Yeah. If he does anything about this, it's not going to be um, you know blatant riots in the streets and burning buildings yeah, down yeah, style. Yeah, they're, they're um they're more respectable than that. Yeah. And you go and see Father Bellagio. Ah, you have good news for me. I hope. It's not a popular proposal and you shouldn't expect it to be because it's going to be blown expensive but I've heard the um, Order of Desmond's concerns and I share them. We won't do it this year where uh, all our finances are booked but um, it, will be our, it will be a very high priority early in next year to destroy the tower. We can uh, only afford what we discussed as, as a lower level. The temple can return and do the job properly themselves at a later stage if they have the resources for it. I have to say that is unlikely. Those I have written to my... I, I have written to my superiors in... I have written to others in Bravoy, but the Church of Desna is not an organised unit. We have no higher church to call upon for funds. It is unlikely we'll be able to produce any results quickly. Is there no chance this can be done sooner? No. The, um... The, uh... Abadarians may be the mercenary type, but they do have the right to what they pay for. By the time we build the temple for them, that is all our resources for the year. But recovering from it... If we build it next month, recovering from it will be the rest of the year. As it is, um... Doing it as an urgent priority means that there will be very little else built in the kingdom for some time. But I do think that sooner is best. Her will knows her will knows better. Her sight sees more roads than we can comprehend on our limited maps. I think it's the right thing to do, and I hope it is. It's not going to make me a lot of fr- it's going to, not going to make me a lot of friends at the exclusion of your your church. <laughs> and that is situation. Somewhat dealt with. Yep. Um, Obviously, there'll be fallout from this down the road. Can you make me another sense motive check? Yep. 
Uh, that's a seven. Okay. Oh. So, in the um, background, there is basically some malcontent and malingering in your kingdom. Can you gain a point of unrest? Yep, makes sense. And you don't get yeah. any um, particular indication as to where it's coming from specifically. Yeah, that's right. The, um, and um, I will go and see Tristram privately. Yeah. Um, you know, possibly at this point I'll leave it a day or two for him to yep, cool yep. down. and you go and see him privately. Yep. You've spoken to Father Bellagio then. Yeah. You're still going to do this. Afraid so. I will just sit down. Obviously you saw something that I didn't, but... I mean, you, you dealt with it. This is a manageable problem. If there is still a problem, if you destroy it, then... There may be no problem, but there's no opportunity either. No, it's the case of the risk and the reward. And unfortunately... I wonder how much we already don't know about what came before, because... Other people have made this decision before us. Sacrificing science for faith. It's... The fact that we're all here at all, as I understand it, is because these old ones were taken care of. The fact that we even exist is because the gods protected us from um, things that would kill us all. Mm, Because, as my understanding goes, because the Fae Lord stepped in, intervened against the old ones... And their sacrifice was enabled new gods to rise. If Desner or Mab or whatever it is that wants that wants this, I suppose I cannot oppose it. But I don't have to like it either. There's no reason that you should. I under I um, may be a bit of a clod when it comes to um, matters of learning, but I do understand what priceless archaeological relic means. Are you at least going to permit a team to go down there while we're while you're waiting on knocking it down? That's a good question. Um, I will actually. Can I have asked Father Bellagio about that? Absolutely not. Yeah. Under no circumstances can we allow such a thing to happen. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, that one I'm going to have a bit of a conversation with him about. Um, yeah, because that's the order. That that's the order that the Twilight's um, lower end want. That's yeah. what they want to do, it's, and it's explicitly what the church doesn't want them to yeah. do. So, um, yeah, it's. It, I, I thought so. So I can't have my cake and eat it too. Nope. Yeah. Cool. No, the, both of them have have two levels on a lesser and yeah. greater level of what they want. Yeah. And they're all opposed to each other. Yeah. So no. No, if uh, unfortunately, if it's danger, if I'm right and it is dangerous, that's exactly the sort of thing that would be too dangerous. Yep. So it's um. Tristan, sorry. Well, privately, when I met Mab, she saved him a bacon, and what she wanted was Candlemere Tower dealt with. She couldn't tell me very clearly what she wanted. I, th- I think because she's not herself anymore because Oberon was pretty cryptic too I think because they they're not supposed to still be interfering with this world so there's not much they can do when they do want something done but as as is my understanding uh, the Fey Lords and Ladies have a very limited sphere of influence in, in this world and it's it's very metaphysically complicated Mad became Desna but 
Desner is not mad. The two of them are, are the same entity, but they are quite different in many ways. I, it's a very imprecise analogy, but the closest I can come to it is you are not father, despite having his been his son. You are similar to him in some ways, but you are by no stretch of the imagination the same person, nor do you necessarily have the same concerns, skills, spheres of influence. Yet in this metaphor, father still exists as a separate entity who has desires that may well be approved. It's complicated. I, well, that's... I don't imagine it will make the Silver Twilight, Lord of the Silver Twilight any happier, and there's no reason you should be happy about it neither, but... I owe Mab. She saved my bacon, and she wanted it gone. She didn't really specify exactly what it was she wanted. Maybe in this indirect way, she's passing on that she wants it. But assuming that Father Bellagio is interpreting this correctly, aye, that's the risk that we're running. He might be wrong. I might be wrong. But unfortunately, you have to make these calls. And we just have to do the best we can. If we did it, it your way and an unspeakable horror came out, we'd have to deal with that. If we're doing it my way, because we're doing it my way, unfortunately we won't know. We won't even know if I was right because an unspeakable horror will fail to materialise, and we won't know if it would have. We won't know what we will have missed out on. And I know that for you, the not knowing is the worst of all. And he he finally nods and gives a little smile. Have you wondered why I didn't want to be king? <laughs> It's a suck. It's a um, it's a messy business, and there's no resolving it. I can't um, pr- produce two Candlemere towers and only destroy one of them. All right, and that is the bad weather kingdom event resolved and Candlemere resolved. Yep. How come I've got two? Ca- is that because I did the Candlemere thing? I get that as yeah, a bonus the, the, kingdom. The, the bad weather is essentially randomly rolled up. Yeah. Whereas you'll be getting this problem with Candlemere based on the people you've dealt with and what you do with Candlemere. Yep. So I'm essentially adding that to my list of kingdom commitments. Yeah. Like, you know, how I've got... Yeah, yeah. Year three, I will destroy Candlemere Tower. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Okay. With, with the same sort of, if I don't do it, expect three for touch. Yeah, sort of thing. Okay, go for it. Two things you want to do? Divide treasure. Yep. And to have one more kingdom turn to get up to the Temple of Avadar part. Yep. Um, I'm kind of assuming at this point that the um, it would be fairly like because I went adventuring last turn. My inclination would last month in Desmos. My inclination would be to just let turns unfold and go adventuring again in the future, and not really rush down to try and personally resolve the lizard folk problem. Yeah, go for it. Um, um, the the report that you get back at some point in the month is basically the Lizard Folk Army, fr- from a meta point of view, returns to its village, um, becomes inactive, it heals up and becomes inactive again. Yeah. And you are not approached with diplomatic envoys or any of that sort of thing. So, obviously there's a problem I'm going to need to deal with in some manner at some scale, either on a kingdom level or on a personal level, but the impression I get is it's not something I have to resolve imminently or I'll it'll you, come you, back you, to There me. is no evidence from any of your advisors that um, they are about to attack again imminently. It, it would be a very different thing if they had vaster resources to command 
or um, you know, had they whomped you entirely in the fight and then lost to a complete day ex machina style of thing, mm. then they'd be back to slug it out with you again. But a- as it is, presumably they have no more desire to lose their army than you do. Yeah. Okay, so my thinking is um, potentially um, do the kingdom turn first and then go back and um, do the treasure division, but I'm actually happy with either order, whichever your preference is. Uh, the kingdom turn shouldn't be terribly complicated, so that should be fine. Cool. Okay, so to begin with, it is the month of Aristus. Yep. There are two more months left in the year as measured by um, Erodius being the anniversary of the founding. Yep. You um, have your kingdom sheet back, so yep. you might want that at some point. Um, and Erastus, the third of Erastus, is Caelan's birthday. Indeed. So at this point, Caelan becomes another year older. Yay! Quick, to the age penalty rule. Piles and piles and piles of paper. Caelan is now 31. I suppose everyone else kind of does too. I haven't bothered to define birthdays for them. Yeah. Because it's still doing it for Jade Regent, where only going over the course of the year was one thing. Yeah, yeah. Doing it where it's, um, you know, you'll probably, they'll probably have five or six birthdays in the campaign. Yeah, the, um, I had a lot of fun with the parties, but at the same time, I think what I learned from Jade Regent was birthday parties get to be a bit overheady. Yeah. I mentioned in case anyone wants to do a particular scene, but no. I'm actually perfectly happy to let Carolyn's birthdays pass largely unnoticed unless there's a particular plot thing. No, you, you, you can assume you are in fact basically both throwing a more private party, yeah. sort of your closer friends and associates kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the kind of thing we like, some of your council might come, but Akaros say probably won't. Yeah, thing. I imagine and he has his own buddies, but you know, this would be my personal friends. Then, stuff. then as the king, you are throwing a public party as yeah. well. Although I like to think that even the public party, given that people have gotten Kaelin's measure, tends to be much more like our founding day celebration. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, we're going to bring you out into the town square, set you up at the head of the table, you know, yep. and everybody kind of has drinks, and yep. the kingdom sponsors a bit of a feast for the king's birthday as one of your uh, holidays kind of thing. Yeah, excellent. I like that, that. That will be one of our, that will be one of our festivals, uh, one of our six festivals. Yeah, and then over in, um, in, uh... Thornwatch is at the other village. Um, yeah, yeah, they do, they do the same just without the king. Yeah. So what you probably do is Tristan goes over there on behalf of you know, yeah, on behalf of the king kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, and he's probably like, yeah, I get to go to Thornwatch. I'm going to dedicate the public library that I've had built there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Yes, and um. We have a kingdom turn. Um, so we can now get to the end of the one after. Um, so Lillian Biscuit. Ah, uh, yes. Um, whom is being taken off her council roles and etc. etc. Yeah. Um, you have spoken to her. You are basically. Um, the expectation was she'd leave the kingdom after a couple of months, type yeah. of thing, which has now come to. Yeah. 
Um, so, you, you know, it is known that she'll be leaving. She basically, you know, says goodbyes to everyone. Yeah. Etc., etc. There's no compelling reason to do it as a scene, I think we've done. Yeah, no, no, we, um, we we did the closing scene. Um, but you will find, basically, um, you, you know, it literally, presumably, as she's leaving, Yeah. Um, your house is kind of... Your, your, when you are, you are taken out of the city on some business, when you come back... Your house has, you know, the equivalent of go to hell, you bastard, etc., etc., painted all over the side of it. Yep. You were expecting something. Yep. This is it. Yep. Get all the cleans it off. Yep. It is not particularly problematic with you, but it's just, uh, yeah, okay. Yep. I might have had this coming, I might not have. Yep. Whatever. Mm. But yes, you, you were expecting from a Callistrian dump, you know, some sort of comeback. Yep. But, um, wisely I, um, apologised for Fruit and gave her presence and thus, um, reduced the scope of the You know, there's, there's a few whispers in the street which have pretty much already been covered by your, um, unrest. Yeah. Okay. But that's, that's not a particularly big deal, so I don't think we need to poke it at great length. Okay. So, Kingdom Turn. Yes. Uh, upkeep. Determined stability. Yes. Alright. Just um, noting down that I'm back down to one kingdom hero point before I um, forget, leave it there, and yep. Um, Happy noises. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, I better add that up. Hold on. Thirty-two. Yes. No. Uh, Twenty-nine minus thirty-two. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um. I've got um, 29 control DC yep. and um, 3 points of unrest for an effective DC of 32. Yep. 32, I have 22 stability and I rolled a 10, so I just got a 32. I don't know. Uh, it is like a saving throw, so equal or exceed. Okay, I made my stability check. It wasn't close at all. Yep, reduce your unrest by one. Cool. People are still kind of generally concerned about things, but, um, you know, the, the kingdom has failed to fall over or anything. Subtract your consumption. Yep. Uh, let me just math up the last one. So 31 minus 2 minus 5 plus 14 plus 38 minus 5 is 33. Still works. Yep. That's one more than 32. Uh, fill vacant magic item slots. Yes, please. Okay, we'll find something else to buy. Yeah, yeah, my, um, it's clearly a method of making my party members poor. A wand of false life. Ah. Which you don't bother even writing down, because you'll just talk it immediately. Oh, okay. It's I a like wand it. of false life. What's false life do? Um, it is a... Clericy wizard spell that is um, lasts for hour per level. You gain extra hit points of a d10 plus your caster level up to a max of something or other. Yeah. Um, so so it's a temporary hit point booster that lasts for long lengths of time. Oh wow! So you buff your hit points up impressively. Okay, yeah, that that sounds amazing. Um, the downside being only works on the caster. Right. Yeah. Um, and as a second little spell, the wand is exceedingly expensive, but this one only has 17 charges in it, so right. it's cheaper. Sweet. 
Um, and that will cost her. Have you got the calculator? Again? Yep. 1530 halved. 765. Yep. Mikhail's experiencing some extreme poverty. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she owes the party um, several dollars at this point. Yep. But that's cool because there's totally a flat room undead turning on the table. Okay, and. So no point bothering to write it down because she'll immediately buy it. Yep, I've written it down to represent where the magic item is at that well, and, as though it's handy for my ch- for my stat uh, check. Use the royal enforcer. Uh, no, I, my unrest went back down to a more manageable two. Uh-huh. Okay, assign leadership. Uh, no, I'm good with where it, where it is. Claim and abandon hexes. Definitely not. Build terrain improvements. Create and improve settlements. Yay! Okay. Let me just quickly check the kingdom building rules. See if there's anything else I need to factor in. Uh, Temple, 32 build points. A large place of worship dedicated to a deity supporting religious worship throughout the city. Minus 32. 33 minus 32. Kate has one build point in the treasury. So because it's traditional, right? Because last two, last year we nearly went bankrupt at the end of the year, and this year yeah. we have a lot of money, so we have to fix that it's somehow. It's the king's birthday problem. Yeah, yeah, it's like that um, party we had to throw for um, in Jade Region for that. Um, the king of the oh, the, the king of the Saki Sea. Yes, yeah, we wanted, wanted a hundred thousand gold party thrown. Yeah, it would be like if we throw a ten thousand GDP party for Caleb's birthday every year. The king's birthday, we have to be bankrupt. So, this is kind of a big deal for your city. Yeah, um, first let me clarify, I'm putting this in Thornwatch, not Halcrest. Right. Um, Yeah, it does make a difference when you put it. Yeah, because um, basically for a couple of reasons, Halcrest is going to have the other temple, uh, obviously is going to have the Temple of Aristotle, and um, Thornwatch hasn't seen a lot of investment this Uh, year. You can have more than one temple in a city. Uh, uh, You just can't have multiples to the same deity. I know, but um, I wanted, like, Thornwatch is always going to be the lesser settlement, but I want them to have, it's not completely unreasonable to give them something, and this seemed like a good choice. Okay, so... How many hexes does it take up? uh, Multiple, I believe. Yep. Uh, A temple takes up two, two squares. Sweet. I will put it in the same hex as the graveyard. I'm just kind of trying yep. to cluster my districts by function a little bit. Yep. Okay, so there is a grand, basically, the, the construction has been going on for some while. We've yep. been paving the site for a while, and the grand construction here has this been a temple to Avadar, the god of trade. It is very much a magnificent, you know gold filigreed style thing yeah. it's designed to look exceedingly fancy and elaborate yeah. and indeed it does um, do you actually have an opening ceremony with the priest of the high priest of Abadar for your kingdom style thing and Jod presiding over yeah. it generally um, many people come down for Brevoy for this big opening it's generally sort of a festival-y style day lots yeah. of merchants here Poking things, etc., etc., and you have this enormous place of wor- this large place of worship dedicated to Avadar. Yes, uh, it does a bunch of things for you. I am pleased to hear it because that was all my money, and I had to save up three turns to get that money. Well, your consumption increases by six to pay for all the gold. 
coffee no, cake. No, that was the 32 build points. Okay. Goal, thank you. So, the temple uh, creates two minor magic items a turn. Oh, okay. Yes, you, you now have clerics of Abadar. <laughs> of about, you know, third or level kind of running around in here. Right, okay. So Thornwatch generates its own magic items. More so than Elksrest now. Yep, that's cool. Um, you gain... Well, these kingdom turns are going to start taking up more time as the kingdom gets bigger. <laughs> you gain loyalty plus two. Ooh, very nice. So that's building loyalty. Uh, you, there'll, there'll be more changes, so you may want to write um, them all down at once. Yeah, um, that's right. What I'll do is write them down on the stat yeah. sheet, and then... So, um, loyalty plus two. Two minor magic items. Because these are now the known things that a temple does for you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm right. Loyalty plus two. Loyalty plus two. Uh, stability plus one. Stability plus one. Very nice. Unrest minus two. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Obviously, are planning to be here for the long haul. Yep. Um, and then plus one stat relevant to the deity. Okay. Which, in Abadar's case, is perhaps unsurprisingly economy. economy. Yep. Um, but but if you build the... temples to different deities, you get slightly different results out of Sweet. That's awesome. Oh, that that is really good. Okay, so instantly my unrest is removed. Yep. I go to zero. And then I get a bunch of stat bonuses. Okay. Economy comes up by one. Start generating some more minor magic items. Yep. I've only got 50 on my list. Yeah, well, that's, I'm going to put... Although the thing is, I think it's going to be harder to clear them at that point. Well, okay, so that puts my stability up one... My loyalty up two, which means my loyalty is within the margin I want, and my economy up one. Which is always, just always nice. <laughs> my economy equals my control DC. There we are. I may have gone slightly overboard. Still fail on ones, though. Yeah, I know. But that's the only way I can fail an economy check with zero unrest, which is what I've currently got. I guess. Which is awesome because I've got one belt point, so if I don't make the economy this year, I can't pay consumption next turn. Uh, then it is... Unsurprisingly, that's going to be the only thing I build, given that yeah, I now yeah. have no money of any kind. You have your awesome temple. Uh, twiddle your army units, twiddle your promotion levels. Yep, no. Um... Make withdrawals, make deposits, collect taxes, yep. sell magic items of which you have none. Yep. So, collect taxes. Because I believe I can only do the economy thing to sell one of the magic items in my various slots. Like, if I want to get rid of one, I don't think I can get rid of all... Say I've got three I don't like, I don't think I can get rid of all three. Yeah, I'll, um... Have to look at it, but, um... Okay. Oh, what a nice number. I like that number. It's my friend. Ha! Yep. Yeah, so each check after the first one um, decreases your economy, essentially. Yeah, so that's what I thought. So it's going to be kind of, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff if I want to buy it, yeah. I can leave it around for a while or buy it. If I don't want to buy it, I might have trouble getting rid of some of it. 
And then I um, rolled 17 on the dice for my economy check and picked up 15 build points plus my ongoing 3. Yep. Thus instantly fixing my economy problems, which felt very good. Next turn I will, um, once I pay consumption, I'll hit 14, assuming that no kingdom events this turn till my economy. Kingdom events them? Yeah. Um, I will um, have 14 build points, which is actually not a particularly shameful treasury amount. I'm not going to want to spend up big, but will provide me with options. Now, you're remembering that economy check was penalised, weren't you? Oh, thank you. Yes, that is extremely relevant. Okay, so... For the bad weather. Yep, my apologies. 14. Because I made masses, it's um, still heaps, but it's one build point less because of the bad weather. Okay. And can you roll me a stability check? Always a good sign. Uh, yeah. Yes, I succeed. Okay, so uh, you gain another point of unrest. Um, the um, your spy master Goody Niska can. Trace this. The source of this discontent is coming from the Church of Desna. Right. It's because you haven't, um, you know, resolved the problem yet from their point of view. Right. I see. So they they are preaching sort of doom and gloom and trying to convince people of their point of view style of thing. Right. Like you've said, you've di- you'll do it, but you you haven't done it yet. Yeah. Cool. So you're going to be hit with a point of unrest every turn until you do something about it. Okay. Cool. This happened last turn as well. You just didn't realize yeah, where it was coming come from. Yes, that's, which is very helpful because I assumed it would be the Order of the Silver Twilight. No, oh, it is that? not. Um, then the last thing that happens is um, you will receive word that your kingdom is going to receive a, a train of visitors. Oh. Um, that murderous, murderous. You will actually receive formal word of this as the king well well before it happens. Um, that Lady Jerabeth will be touring your kingdom. Yeah. Um, she's the, the Elven Arch. Yeah, no, I remember her. Mm-hmm. Um bringing her new play with her and when I say her play I mean she is the patron of it not an actor or yeah. creator she's making no claims to be that but it is yeah. it is essentially Lady Jerabeth's t- touring um, uh, t- touring artistic performance company yeah. um, who will be coming through and for a couple of weeks in your kingdom putting on you know some of her amazing plays what is notable about this is they have actually bought it here this year instead of Brevoy oh wow um, consequently to this you will you know sit down with her and have you know several fancy dinners and really go and see three or four of these plays kind of thing oh heck yes um, and y- you know she sort of gently encourages you to get on with giving her her elven ruin yeah, but yeah. she's not that um, yeah. fussed about it um, Kellen assures her that the one he um, you know went into for 30 seconds before he got beaten up and kicked out looked great 
and that it will, you know, by the time he resolves, it, that it's not going anyplace. So she is this stunningly beautiful elven woman. She just draws admirers like flies. You are having dinner with her, and you are interrupted by, repeatedly by people, none of whom want to talk to the king. They all want to talk to her. Yeah. Um, and a number of... Fair enough. A number of visitors will be coming through for this. Uh, you gain a d6 of build points. Ooh! Knock your unrest down by two, and gain a plus four to your next economy check. Score! I have to say, the goddess was a lot more patient than the um, worshippers when it comes to the Church of Zesna. That's just because they function on mortal time. <laughs> also, frankly, they take it quite seriously. It, you know, comparatively rare that they get prophetic dreams saying, do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't blame them for that. There's no denying if our positions were reversed, I'd be fairly emphatic with them. Um, the rulers of my kingdom that are still told me, you know, fix this shit. Alright, so, um... Okay, so what bonuses do I get from Lady Jurabith again? I get a d6 build point. Yeah, a d6 build point. Which I'll just roll out. Plus three build points. Yep. A plus four on your next economy check. Yep. And reduce your unrest by two. Sweet. It goes back to nothing. It goes back to nothing. Yep. There we are. 21 build points. Mm-hmm. Pretty startling. And, and I'm just going to asterisk plus four on the economy check, given that I... Um, we'll probably forget between sessions. Well, I forgot the last one, and that yep. was actually on the same day. And um, you have done your first year worth of Kingdom events. Yes! So I have been ruling a kingdom for two years. Mm-hmm. We're only in more than one war. I kind of like the background that the kingdom just kind of keeps going with the basis that, you know, these things do happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then treasure division. That's the last thing on the agenda. Yeah. You've done the numbers for these GP values on here. Yep. Is that the full value? That's the full value. Right, cool. But the Candlemere art is worth the same, right? Yes, correct, because it is art. Cool. So that means the Felsian's only 4,000 still. Christopher Rossi buys it with several sighs about, you know, how it might be the last of its kind. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't have to hear them because I delegate Tristram to do that and the two of them can abuse me in my absence. <laughs> okay, and the um, party fund is going to go back into the black. Mm-hmm. I finally pick up enough GP in the party fund to counteract the deck that I took on at the start of the year. Which means I have, in fact, been in negative with the party fund for a full year. <laughs> Huzzah. Go me. <laughs> 
All you had to do was go to a creepy island and... You know, get killed. I'm not sure. I feel like I'm worried about everything. Alright, yep. I'm only a negative 148 with the party, and we're just picking up a giant sack of cash, so that will actually... thousand four hundred gold in the party fund that's no longer horrifically negative anymore. Mm-hmm. And Kaelin's got about nine thousand in personal cash, which I will just immediately subtract the four thousand from, giving him five oh seven five to spend on um, anything he wants out of the pile. Mm-hmm. Alright, so the things he's interested in are the Ring of the Athlete and the Ghost Touch Valsian. Yep. Um, he is going to offer the Ring of the Athlete to Bryn as a deliberate gift. Yep. Because he's interested in it too. Yep. So um, I would anticipate that would get me a plus one on my next relationship check with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, people's... And in fact, what I'll do is bring the um, yep. sheet of paper over. So... No one else um, has any investment in the Falcian. Yeah. Is yours unopposed? Yeah, I, um, I'm i not certain if I'm going to buy it. I'm going to need to think about it. But yep. those are the only two that I'm even interested in. Exciting as a magic token you can throw on the ground and get a whip. It, uh, it, it, magic floating whip is. But, but you know you like to whip it. <laughs> and unsurprisingly, I'm not desperate for a magic item that gives me darkness. I don't think it, um... Yeah, no. Some, some of them give you, if you already have 60-foot dark vision, you get 120-foot yeah. dark vision, which probably still wouldn't be of any great interest to you. Yeah. But, um... That would be vaguely useful, but not at the kind of price we're talking. they next level up, they're going up by about 4,000 gold. Right. Um, Who's already in there? Meaning that Bryn, um, if she bought some of the stuff, would still be in negatives out the other end of that. Ah, right. I'm, I'm looking at the 6,000 gold worth of um, nightshade eyes. Ah, right, yes, I see. Uh, so, with regret, I think she is going to have to let them go by. Yep. Yeah, I can at, at the point where you're going into debt for your next little's worth of money. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like something Bryn would do. They are great, but they are just a bit a bit yeah, rich she, for our she's blood. Interested, but not that invested in it. Yeah. Uh, yes, because even the ring of the athlete would presumably be nearly all of her money for next level. Yeah, yeah. And you've got that magic dagger thing as well. Oh yes. Oh, I didn't identify it. No, yes. you didn't have to identify it. Yes, because I wanted Michaela to, to do it for free. Sorry, I forgot about the magic poison dagger. Is it magic wanna... sacrificial dagger? You didn't like it, so... Uh... 
Why didn't you ID that? Is it because you didn't like it, or...? Uh, I can't remember. I'm sure there was a reason. It's, it's like the very sacrificially styled dagger. It's because we found it with, we found it with Tr- Tristram Fowler. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, you found it on the second go through. Yeah, Tristram it. found it with his bat, bat out of hell search shit. Yeah. And while Tristram can identify things if he pays the money, Michaela can do it for free. Yeah. So when there's no, when we're finding them after the adventure, there's no particular incentive not to let her do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So uh, this is worth three thousand gold. Okay. Uh, Tristan, Michaela will sort of identify it and say, mm, "Interesting. It is a partic- a blade for a particular purpose. Powerful, but with some drawbacks. Um, it is a." No, sorry. My apologies. 4,000 gold. Oh, okay. Um, it is a plus one dagger. So it is a magically infused dagger. Yep. Um, that gains human bane whenever for 24 hours whenever it kills a human. Ah. Parts negative level on anyone that is not chaotic that wields it. Ah. So Kaylin will, as he picks it up, will actually, you know, feel vaguely sick at the yeah. touch of its style of thing. Okay. So yeah, it's it's. Functions like a plus one human bane dagger, but with a couple of negatives. Yep. Awesome. Well, I suppose, it, but she, it, she, it's not intrinsically evil? It, 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 nothing pings on her identifier as being um, intrinsically evil. Although, you know, if it's cursed, she won't be able to um, yeah, yeah, I did, pick yeah. it up with ID identifier. Yeah, so... Um, awesome as that is, I think I will, I, I will be prepared to sell it. <laughs> or rather... To, to some extent it is cursed because the negative level thing is a curse but it's yeah. one that's inherently obvious in the item. Yeah, and it's not one of those you pick it up and you can't put it down. No. Thing. Yeah. Well, that gives us some more bunny to play with. Okay, um, thanks for pointing that out. Yep. Also, uh, would dearly love to have Dark Vision, but just can't afford it. Yep. Um, she is interested in the Ring of the Athlete. Um, yep. Michaela is interested in the Phylactery. Um, Tristan wants the Whip Token. Yep, they are, all three of them are welcome. <laughs> and I would like Brim's Ring of, Ring of Swimming if she's um, up for trading it out. She is. Because, um, it is functionally of no further use to her as she'll be wearing a um, better one. It's got those lovely barbarian frogs on it. It is awesome, but you know, she's giving it to me, she's not yep. just giving it away. So, that is uh, 1250 off you. Yep. Cool. Alright, do you want this thing first to note down the NPCs? Yeah, calculate. 
can consider deeply whether I am Can she afford that? No, but... Um, I mean, what she, she wasn't already in negatives? It, it's never going to be um, more affordable. No, no, that. that's quite true. And it's kind of awesome, so... It is kind of undeniably awesome. Uh, and Tristan gets the cheap one, gets the better token for it. Yeah, yes, Tristan's hardly going to break the bank on that. Although I can actually see it for his, from his point of view, it yeah. gives him a nice tactical option. He's got lots of money. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's still got a couple. He's, he's still got over four and a half thousand gold to see in his pants. Yeah, but that means when he gets his next level, things will be in range for you know, like bow yeah. upgrades or whatever. Whereas the rest of the party, well, certainly Michaela and Bruno, kind of go, "Thank goodness, no more negatives. Now we can buy absolutely nothing." Mm-hmm. Huh? All right. Okay, so. Reluctantly, he's going to let the ghost touch Felsi and go by the board. It's not that great a fit for him because um, he's already planking with weapons he yep. likes a lot. Yep. And um, he wants to keep about 4,000 GP in his pants in case the um, kingdom goes belly up on him. Yep. And therefore, next level, the old ghost. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> ghosts, ghosts everywhere, but not a drop the ghost. He does have oil of magic weapon as an emergency solution. Well, yes, but still not as good as ghost touch. It certainly isn't. Alright, um... I, however, wish to celebrate him and the party both being in the black by spending some money on consumable magic items. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, when you're ready, I would like your assistance pricing Ooh, various things. That is the luxury is her head slot, not her. Um, that actually makes it a lot better. Sweet. Leaves the next slot open. Yeah, the next slot's really useful for all yeah. kinds of crap. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. What are you after, dear? Huh? Um, prices for a variety of um, magic items. Hit me. And a couple of other things. Um, what's a potion of cure moderate is a two f- is three hundred. Yep. Okay. So minus three hundred. Uh, yeah, that, that's from the party. So I got hit. All right. Um, you're hilarious. Yeah. Oh, funny. If I could any funnier, who knows what would happen? I'm actually just going to buy two of them for Kayla out of the party fund. 
Right. We're buying potions of healing for everybody out of the party funds. Okay. How are people supply of potions of healing? And specifically, do they all have at least one potion of cure more? Kayla does not. Uh, is she acquiring one if she doesn't have one? She is acquiring one if she doesn't have one. She's got a scroll, but no mm-hmm. potion. Uh, Brynn is perfectly fine. And I suspect everyone but Michaela's fine because she went slugging through her. Yeah, I know, um. She's a cleric and all, but it's nice to have at least one potion in case she's unconscious. Yeah, yeah, that, the thing is the scrolls are a lot cheaper for her, but they're yeah. also useless if she's the one who's out. Uh, yeah, everyone else has got one. Sweet. Okay, that's fine. Um, unless there's anything anybody else wants out of party funds, that's it for the party funds. Not particularly. Cool. And <coughs> then, um, Excuse me. Kaelin wishes to buy a whole bunch of um, weird little crap. Um, how I'm much... blinking it is. Um, how much is a potion of invisibility? 300. Cool. He wants to buy one. Can he, I presume, given we've got a magic item at the shop in town, he can just get a potion of invisibility? Yes. If not, um, immediately across the thing, easily within a kingdom hunt. Cool. <laughs> 300 for Caleb. Um, a potion of shield of faith plus two, also 300? Uh, 50. 50, oh, Sorry, right. the first level version. Okay, what's the second level version? Uh, plus three for 300. Well, that's not that or much. Plus four for 600. That's not that much better. Um, on the other hand, that is quite a good ability. Yeah, what the hell? If he needs the AC bonus, he needs it for reals. Um, what, wait, what's the what's Shield of Faith's AC? Deflection. Deflection. Same so as your ring of protection. Right, but I don't have one of those, I believe. Yeah, ring of protection will be 90% of what gives you a deflection bonus. Yeah, yeah, no, the um, not click on the ground. Yes, Kaelin has no deflection bonus. Cool. Okay. Um, so, yep, so 600 for the good one. He buys mm-hmm. a potion of shield of faith plus four. Oof, that is a good one. Yep. Yeah, well, if he needs it, he really needs it. It's for going into battle with... When he has to go into battle with something... The plus five one is 900. Right, yeah. No, that's all right. Um, And then... um, He wants a potion of jump, which I believe is 50. Uh, Or possibly 300. uh, Depends how high a cast level you are. The one that's a plus 10 bonus is 50. Yep. The one that's a plus 20 is um, probably substantially more. Jump! Might as well jump. 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 Um, well, no, no, um, let me check. I can't how all this crap works. Do-do-do-do, shield of faith. Um, okay, so it's not that much more expensive. Uh, 
So that would be 300 for a plus 21. Sweet. Okay, sounds good. And then the next, yeah, and then the next slot up was 600 for the plus um, 31. So plus 20. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's Kaelin restocked with weird magical crap. And that is going to be quite a chunk of change. Works out just about perfectly. Alright, plus 635. And Kaelin's got 4,800. Which is And the party has about 4,000, 4, which is very nice and a nice change from the freaking negatives they've been in all year. Okay, the phylactery of undead turning is kind of awesome. What does it give you? Uh, she counts as a cleric four levels higher than she actually is for all undead turning purposes. Wow, that is so awesome. So that's how many things she can turn, how big a hit die they are, how many yeah. she can control at a time. And it is kind of relevant given that she is absolutely our undead girl, given um, Corwin's kind of total lack of interest in um, mm-hmm. turning anything. Alright. Pass me the eraser. You'll finish with it. Yep. Whatever the hell is going on there? He can't be secretly not a cleric. <laughs> he could. He could. Ju- he could be a very sneaky want rogue with lots of um use magic device. Like good old Vincent Cato. So I'm either a wizard or I spent a bunch of time on high level magical items and then hoped I wouldn't and uh, put a lot of points in bluff. <laughs> Have you um? put on your um, ring of swimming things? Uh, I have not. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be finished with everything else first. Because my, uh, do I lose any relationship points for, for, with Tristram for this candle here thing? No. Okay. It will take extensive amounts of work to actually lose relationship points. Oh, okay. that was fast <laughs> that's right maybe there'll be another ring of the athlete out there somewhere alright and yeah Bryn goes to actual being able to climb being able to swim and being retardedly awesome at jumping has a plus four bonus to swim in place. Nice. Huh? How does that work? I have a um, 
three points in strength, three ranks in swimming, a plus one um, miscellaneous modifier in my swimming skill, and a plus five bonus to um, swim because of the rank. Oh, the miscellaneous modifier may not stack. Uh, no, no, it will, because that's a trade one, isn't it? Yeah, it must be. So they're just off whatever. Um, no, the thing to keep in mind is that your um, armor check penalty is doubled for your swimming. I know, and then I've got a minus eight. Right. But, but that was 12 oh, points. Are you down to a fair minus eight on your full play, are you? Yes, because um, Bryn gave me the... Um, ah, yes, yes, she did too. She gave me a negation on my armor check penalty, which reduces my armor check penalty, which double reduces my armor check penalty for swimming. Yes, you're quite right, that's what the difference is. So you only need a um, Omega, like, plus 12 to swim. To, 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 pull to, to, to pull that off, yes. But the point is, if you're swimming in plate, it's not because... It, whatever happens, you really, really need to... You, you know, you clearly didn't have a minute to take it off. Yeah. So, you know, you need to make the check now. <laughs> With a plus four, that's... You know, actually better than a number of my characters who weren't wearing armor could master. Yeah. So that's three members of the party are now wearing um, rings of swimming, or the equivalent there and off. Yeah. Because Corwin's also got one. Ah, yes, of course he does. I think he bought one at um, normal pricing. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. Yes, I guess so. Presumably you want to leave it there? Absolutely. Just, just checking. Yep. Not that I have not had fun, but um, that was significantly longer than I was planning on playing because I fell victim to just one more turn scenario. Mm-hmm. But you got your temple also. Yes, I did, and I'm very happy. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Take a gander, if you will, at Candidon's magic item slot. Rings, rings, boots? Yes. What am I looking at? Yeah, no, I'm just entertained by the fact that he's filled almost nothing except the ring slots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got no more ring slots. In all fairness, he's slugging around a bunch of, um, if not magic, interesting weapons. Yeah, he's um, certainly spent about as much money as you can spend without magic anything on the rest of his gear. Particularly considering he's carrying a bunch of expensive consumables. I mean, he's got to... Um, if you add up all his consumables, he's up to a couple of grand just in potions. And, um, things, that, potions and oils and things of that ilk. Kayla owes the party 6,000 gold. So she will stay a negative next level. Although in all fairness, that's kind of actually... She's definitely the Sandra of the team. In her case, less because she's um, ridiculously spendthrift and more because she's just really obsessed with having the right gear. Well, it's a good thing she's carrying that giant chest around with her carrier with her. Yeah. Yeah, well, once you're heavily encumbered, you might as well go for the caster. Yes, she has, um... 
Yeah, magic full plate, magic tower shield, regal protection. That was that was where all the last lot of money went. Yeah. Then this one was pretty much all flattery of my debt to Bye bye, cash. Yes, there we go. That's something else to do, remember to do with the money. What's that? Promised Oli a shop. Huh? Ah, right, yes. That's right, this month you can live with. That's right, this month you can live on his wife's sum. Yeah, I mean, more of a personal commitment than a kingdom level one. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually had a good month finances-wise. I can afford to do both as long as I don't do anything else. <laughs> or I can just eat one more turn of unrest from business and um, do something like the army, of course. Someone please think of the children. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave that there.